now, 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 so I'm coming to say everything can change, can change, that warp tool made you open your brain, open your brain, Eric Vanek is here, so remember the name, remember the name, hey, hey. he got the waiver wire for the week, tell you who to start and who to give a seat, dropping the podcast every week, you know the knowledge is elite, after the show we gon' hold a Lombardi, celebrating like we throwing a party, this the blueprint and I know they gon' copy, Cause this is America's game What is up everybody? Welcome back to America's Game episode number 23. First one of 2024. What is going on guys? I'm your host Eric Vanek. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL. And this week I am joined by my co-host as usual at Iowa Michael. What's going on Mike? What's happening? I know I'm not Scott Connor, but I do okay filling in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was supposed to have Scott on for this one. He's really, really sick right now. Um, so... Shout out to Scott. Hopefully you get better here soon, man. I know uh, yep. talking to him the last couple of days, he's been uh, pretty out of it. So hopefully you get better soon here, Scott. Get uh, better. We'll have Scott on again you know, a few more times throughout the offseason. So not too worried about that, but just uh, worried about his health. So hopefully he feels better. Um, but, yeah, man, how was uh, your final week 17? How did uh, championship week turn out for you? Um, I know people were may- maybe listening uh, to see how Scott did. I think they ended up finishing in sixth place overall in FFPC. So uh, not bad at all for good. them. So, yeah, pretty good out- outcome. How about you? Uh, it, was a, it was a very good year overall. Um, I, don't, I didn't count on a lot of money. You know, you win a regular season championship or a points lead or whatever, so you get money from that. Uh, some leagues pay out third that I wasn't, you know, I don't ever jot that down as anything I care about. But championship-wise, uh, went 7 for 12, had 12 leagues in a, in a championship, went 7 for 12, so pretty good. Took home seven first place, and then, you know, all the seconds. Uh, money-wise, it was a fantastic year for me for fantasy football, so... It's always kind of nice too when you see all that giant uh, pot in your uh, your league safe, and then you just start going through and paying all your leagues, and there's still a shit ton left over when you're done. You're like, ooh, now I can do one of two things: you can take the money out, and then the IRS is gonna come and go, hey, we're gonna need some of that, or you just leave it in there and you just get a bunch more leagues <laughs> throughout the off season. So uh, we're going with Plan B. We're gonna leave it in, and start more leagues. There you go. Yeah, I um I think I've won three of my FFPC leagues. I won one of my two home leagues that I was in. And then MFL, I think I won two out of four or something or something like that. So, not terrible. Um my couple years, you know, the the two previous years before that were a little bit better than um this year, but still this year was was pretty good. I'm coming out ahead, so I'm happy with that. Should have enough money to to pay for my leagues and all that. So I did pretty good. Um, you know, I got some some money in my account already, and I already bought two stupid things. So, nice. uh, yeah, you got to do that. There was a there was a lot of people too. I for whatever reason crossed all my leagues that split pots this year. Like that was the thing they wanted to do. I, I'm I hate it. Uh, just yeah. me personally. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes me and Scott have done that just because it's me and Scott. Um, if it's somebody like random Joe, I don't know. Probably not going to happen. 
Um, obviously, last year it happened a lot with the way the Bengals and Bills game yeah, finished. Yeah, last year. Yeah, so I don't know if that started the trend, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, me, yeah, me and Scott um, would usually do that. If if we're um, in the same league together and and whatnot, but um, other than that, yeah, I don't like splitting pots. Usually. I hate it, man. Yeah, I'm vehemently. I don't even know yeah. if that's a word. I know it's in there somewhere. I just don't know if I say it right, but I'm against <laughs> right. it. I hate right. it. I despise it. <laughs> I, um, I think I, I think my reaction, you know, people would tag you because you commissioned the league, like, hey, so and so, and you know, we're we're gonna split the pot this year, and I'm like. Do whatever the fuck you soft ass people want to do, <laughs> you know. Right, like right. I, there's no rule against it, obviously. So I can't be like an asshole. Like, no, you can't do this. But uh, right. I can also just, you know, drive the knife you in just s- a little bit and let them know that they're soft. <laughs> you should go to your local like little trophy store and get little participation trophies and send it to them too. Uh, at least you tried cake. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, do want to do one more shout out here before we get started. Uh, one of our listeners, Richard Thorne, on Twitter, at R underscore Thor1. Um, he did uh, mention to us um, and thanked us, uh, myself, you, and Adam, uh, as well as some other, a lot of other people in this space, um, you know, that we helped him this year. And he won one of the uh, tournaments there on Underdog and won $12,000. So congratulations, nice. Richard, man, that's a big win. $12,000. I wish I could do that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, great big win for you, man. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, didn't win the whole tournament, but, you know, he came was, like, top 10 or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, great, great win there to win $12,000. And I'm glad that um, a lot of us could help you um, in the space. So just wanted to give you a shout-out, man. Congratulations. Hell, yeah, twelve grand. let us go. Hell, now, yeah, man. Now you just got to figure out, like I said earlier, what you want to do with it all. <laughs> right. Government's going to want their cut, too, if you take it all out. Just yeah, say, they're going to want their I'm not cut. not a tax professional. I just know how they work. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if you want to come visit Mike in Canton, he's got a spot where you can spend all twelve grand in singles. Yeah, we're pretty good at money laundering <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh, I did have to say one thing, too, Eric. Uh, I do have a, a few hundred bucks riding on this week's games. Uh, oh, okay. I did uh, some underdog season-long props, and... It didn't look good. Christian Kirk had pulled his groin, but I did see that he got activated today, or the practice window had been, he'd been activated off IRR. So the practice okay. window's open. So there's a possibility, fingers crossed, he plays. I just need him to catch one pass for 14 yards. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. We got, we got money on the line this week. One pass, Christian Kirk. That's all they need. Activate, one pass. Yeah, He'll I thought in. he was down for the count this year, but I didn't even see that he got activated. So, wow. Hopefully uh, that one hits for you, and hopefully the mutual one that me and you have going uh, for season end awards hits here in a couple weeks, and me, you, and Johnny Tsunami can uh, bathe in some cash that we're going to be getting. So I thought it was a joke. So people don't know, uh, probably almost a month ago. It was December 10th was when I put my bet in. So me and you probably the same day. Yeah, almost a month ago. It was brought up, we were watching the Sunday games, people were talking in Discord, and they said, hey, uh, I think uh, it was Xbox who said, hey, do you know yeah. that Joe Flacco's got plus 25,000 odds to be comeback player of the year? And I'm like, oh, man, Joe's out there slinging it. I'll go right. along with this ride, you know. So I threw down 10 bucks. I'm pretty sure he threw down 20. Yeah, uh, he I don't threw know 20. You... I, threw, I threw down 10 as well, yep. 
Um, and I'm just looking at it now, and he's the uh, the second favorite. Uh, Demar Hamlin's still in first, but Joe Flacco has really closed that gap. And I'm looking at it, going, "Man, I wish I would have put a grand down because that would have been a quarter of a million." <laughs> yeah. I don't but, know if uh, I had the balls to do that, but I was debating when I first did. I'm like, ah, I'll just do five bucks. I'm like, ah, f- fuck that. I'm gonna do ten, you go. know, because the the payout is nicer on it. I'm like, I should have been like Johnny and just threw a twenty on it, and just and I think it's he's gonna get five thousand something for his. Um, if me and you hit, it's twenty five hundred. So we should we should have got a savage pool going. Right, like everybody, <laughs> put right, in whatever yeah. you want. We'll just get a big pool going. Right, you know, we're up to like ten grand on Joe Flacco for <laughs> Right, <laughs> and plus twenty five thousand, man. Um, hopefully, it's gonna hit. I think it's. I think we're gonna win that because they're. I mean, yeah, it's nice. Demar Hamlin's still with us and, and all that, and everything's great. But he played two fucking snaps all year. Yeah, if you give him the award, that is total bullshit. Yeah, it, it's got to go to somebody who's actually playing. Right, can't go to DNPs. So I think Flacco's the shoe in for me personally, but I also uh, have skin in the game. But even if I didn't, I would. Uh, think I mean, but the odds say it too. He's at plus one hundred now, and he's second, like you said. So yeah. hopefully, um, we can do that. Uh, before we do get started on the NFC as well, one other thing a listener brought up to us or mentioned to us on the YouTube comments, he wanted us to give some backup quarterback rankings. So I set up a little page here for me and Mike um, yesterday to go through our backup quarterback ranks, and we're definitely very, very different. So um, we're going to go through that real quick here before we get started. So I'll go through my top five here. Um, of top quarter uh, backup quarterbacks in the league, my rankings. So top five, Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew, Jake Browning, Ryan Tannehill, and Mac Jones are my top five. Uh, go ahead with your top five, Mike. Uh, Mac Jones leads off my list. Best backup quarterback if he's going to be in consideration as backup. Um, Trey Lance, Jake Browning, Ryan Tannehill, and then Zach Wilson for me. Okay. So we still we have the same three and four. Um, I have Zach Wilson very far down on my list compared to where you have him. Um, Trey Lance, we're, we're kind of close. Mac Jones, we're kind of close on too. Um, why do you have Zach Wilson so much higher compared to me? So, so it's the same thing with Mac Jones, um, kind of the same narrative, at least in my opinion. Um, both of them, I, I think, are very talented at the quarterback position. Both were put in horrible offensive situations that were tough to to win at. And if either one of them, um, like for Mac Jones's case, right, being number one, if Bailey Zappi would have came in and looked really competent and really led that offense and and really produced, you'd be like, damn, this really is a Mac Jones thing. You know, this was a Mac Jones problem. But Bailey Zappi looked like ass too, uh, looked horrible, mm-hmm. <laughs> threw a bunch of picks, turned the ball over. Same for Zach Wilson. I mean, even when Zach Wilson was in there and we're giving him shit, uh, the minute they had to go to, you know, a Simeon, the minute they had to go to Tim Boyle for, God, that was awful to watch. Like, it was even more horrendous than, than Zach Wilson being in there. So I think he's really talented. Um, and I'm going to imagine there's going to be a team who's going to take a shot on him if he doesn't end up staying in, in New York. So right. um, I, I just think they just need to improve everything around him. That offensive line is god-awful. It was disgusting. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on talent. Uh, he did have some really nice throws, some really nice moments uh, during this season. He actually had a full game where you're like, damn, look at Zach Wilson can actually play, and everything else was just him running for his life. It felt like. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I, I mean, I, I guess I get it. Um, Wilson does have some talent. I just, I mean, I don't know if any if any system he can go in there and be good because he just he does make some a lot of boneheaded plays. But we'll see. I mean, I can eat my shit next year for this one. Um, uh, and yeah, he goes on another team and performs well. So we'll see. It was crazy uh, that we had the same three and four though. Jake Brown and Ryan. Yeah, Hannah. I mean, I'll, I'll just talk about my my guys real quick. Brissett, man, I just think. Any spot he comes into, you know, he can produce. He can start, like, if, you know, he could go start in the NFL right now for some team. I think he's – I don't know if I'd rank him in my top – I probably would rank him in my top 32 um, quarterbacks in the league, honestly. Um, he's got to be close to it at least. Um, what he did last year with Cleveland, you know, he's came in with Washington. I think it would have been a little bit better if he would have played last week. Um, I think he would have gave, you know, San Francisco a little bit more of a game than what Sam Howell did. Um, but, yeah, that's just where I have Jacoby. Gardner Minshew is another one that's just like Brissett. Like, we've seen what Minshew can do this year. I mean, hell, he's, he might be leading this team to the playoffs this year too after, you know, this start. So Gardner Minshew, definitely one of the top backups in my mind. Jake Browning. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season, hey, you're going to do backup quarterback ranks and Jake Browning's going to be in your top three, I would have laughed in your face. But, I mean, this kid has come out the last, you know, whatever it is, six weeks, seven weeks, whatever it's been, and he's absolutely bald, man. Um, Jake Browning definitely becoming one of the best backups in the league, in my opinion. Tannehill, I still think Tannehill's pretty solid for his I don't want to say his age, and he's a little bit older, but um, I think he can still get it done in the NFL. He just needs a little bit of a better offensive line. He's one of those players where he needs the weapons around him. He needs the offensive line. He needs good weapons around him in order to succeed. Like I don't think he's going to ever carry a team, but he can He can do so in a pinch if you need to. And then I had Mac Jones at five. Um, kind of the you know, same stuff you were talking about. I really like Mac Jones. He could be lower on this list too, honestly, but... I, I'm still a believer. After that, um, I'll finish out our top ten. I have Joe Flacco, Hendon Hooker, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, Josh Dobbs. Um, yeah, go go ahead with your the rest of your five before I uh, keep talking. Uh, Drew Locke, Jacoby Brissett, Joe Flacco, Jameis Winston, and Sam Darnold. Okay, yeah. So we have a couple of the similar names there. Um, Flacco is just, we both have Flacco there. Flacco's been amazing. I don't think we really need to really hash that one out. Uh, if he's going to continue in the NFL next year, which he should, he could definitely be a starter in the NFL next year, in my opinion. Like, he'd be an upgrade in Atlanta over Brissett, or uh, Ritter and Heineke. Flacco mm-hmm. could step right in there and be the starter, in my opinion. So there is spots out there where Flacco could go be the starter next year. I don't know if it's ideal. Um, but if he's in the right situation, a good offensive line, good weapons around him, look, you know, look what he's done in Cleveland. He can do it. Um, I have Hendon hooker a little higher and I think I put him higher just because of his pedigree coming out of college there. Um, obviously didn't get to play at all this year. Um, he was still pretty highly thought of coming out and, I'm just putting him up here on a whim, uh, basically, basically off of dynasty rankings where I think people are going to have him um, and his value. So that's kind of why I put him up here. Um, and then I had Sam Darnold. You had Sam Darnold as well. Darnold is a solid player. I think he's – if he had to go in and start for Brock Purdy, 
you know, for a month or so, I think he could probably go 4-0 and, and play the really good ball for San Francisco. I think it's one of a lot of these guys have the same thing. Like they need the pieces around them and they can distribute the ball and they'll be fine. Um, Trey Lance, you had a lot higher than I did. I think for fantasy wise, these last two guys that I had, Lance and Dobbs, uh, for fantasy wise are probably a little bit better just because they can run the ball. And that's probably why I put them up as high as I did just because of their fantasy rushing ability. They're going to be able to get you some fantasy points. Um, we haven't, I mean, Dobbs, we saw this year be able to lead a team, but then he also fell apart at sometimes too. Trey Lance, we still, is still relatively unknown, but the ceiling is still pretty high in him. Uh, go ahead with your next five. Yeah. Uh, so then the next five I got then is Tyson Bajant, Gardner Minshew, Hennon Hooker. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant talk oh, about like talk about guys. Yeah. yeah uh, I, Drew Locke, I really like what I saw when he uh, he led that upset against Philadelphia, right? And right. I think this is kind of one of those guys where he's, he's in the right spot. He's kind of in the, the reverse Geno spot, like Geno starting, and mm-hmm. he's being the Geno Smith of old, you know, like learning. Right. Uh, not a lot of pressure on him, but, man, he played lights out when he played against Philadelphia, and it was very impressive to watch him go out there and deal. And I think that's a guy kind of like Zach Wilson who – Entered the the league with a ton of talent, right? Ridiculous arm talent, good mobility, um, and, and it might have just taken some seasoning, right? Some mm-hmm. little bit of uh, time. So I think if Drew Locke were to get an opportunity somewhere, uh, you know, like maybe being one play away, maybe kind of a shaky veteran who's starting, you know, if he's backing up like a, a Derek Carr type, you know, something like that next year. A Geno like, Smith type, yeah. <laughs> a Geno Smith type if they don't do anything at the quarterback position, yeah. That's a guy, too, like in a, a year would be like, damn, Drew Locke kind of came out of nowhere, and he looks really good in this offense. So yep. uh, Jacoby Brissett, you talk glowing about him. Joe Flacco, yes. Jameis, I think, is one of those guys, too, kind of like that Drew Locke. Maybe the uh, the wild child has kind of gotten out of him. I know he's still a character on the sidelines right. <laughs> in interviews. Uh, hilarious, but maybe that's kind of settled down. And same thing for Sam Darnold. Maybe sitting here behind Brock Purdy. Not that Purdy's probably teaching him a whole lot, but he's learning something in the Shanahan offense. So right. he looked really good when he filled in for Purdy the other day, too, when they played Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next five here, uh, I had Tyrod Taylor. Drew Locke, Jameis Winston, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Andy Dalton are my next five. Go ahead with your five. Uh, Bajant, Tyson Bajant, Gardner Minshew, Hennon Hooker, Kyle Trask, and Davis Mills. Interesting. I was surprised that you had Bajant over Minshew, especially with Minshew leading the team to the playoffs. I think that was one that shocked me when I first looked at your list. I think one of the biggest issues I have with Minshew is I've seen him in multiple spots now with multiple teams. And he's always kind of like, he's exciting at first, and then he's also just a massive detriment to the team at times. You mm. know, like, uh, you saw the game when Michael Pittman was out. Like, the dude looked lost. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, oh right. what do I do? Like, I don't I don't know who I throw the ball to. So, uh, I think Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor have a lot to, like, speak towards with Gardner Minshew's success. That offensive mm. line's pretty good. So, um, you know, I'm sure he comes in and adds a little bit of excitement, too, but he's also you know, worked his way out of a few other situations where teams are just like, we're good. We're not going to keep you around. Okay. Um, yeah. So with my five, I had Tyrod, another running quarterback. Um, obviously we, sh- he showed the last couple of weeks here, he can still play pretty good. So if he were the thrust into a situation, I think he would be just fine. Then I had drew lock as well. Um, after that, I really do like drew lock, his ability. Like if you watched him, 
man, during the preseason games when there's like not as like great talent on the defensive side of the ball and Seattle can actually block them. Like when he has all the time in the world to sit back there and just fire the ball it is one of the most prettiest things you'll see in football. Like he throws a great ball on time, accurate, all that. It's just the other times when he's getting pressured and stuff. Maybe sometimes it's not so great. Uh, but I do, I really do like his skill set and what he does bring. If he were to just get in the right situation where he could just sit back there and deal, he can make every throw in the book. Um, obviously, sitting behind Gino, learning a little bit here and there. Um, he's he's learned some things over the years. He just needs to cut down on those turnovers and stupid plays. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely really like Drew Locke. That's one I, I kind of want to acquire some more of. Jameis, that's why I put Locke over Jameis, is because Jameis still makes the dumb plays, those dumb interceptions. He'll make some wild plays, too, but um, just some of those dumb plays. Then I had Garoppolo. I mean, it is what it is with Garoppolo. He's never going to be some super stud quarterback, but he's at least solid enough to get you through, and Andy Dalton, kind of the same thing. Um, if you want to talk about any of your last five that you did, go ahead. I thought I, I saw a lot of good things with Davis Mills played. That's kind of why he's up okay. a little bit higher um, on my list. I don't know if he – yeah, he didn't even make your list. Uh, no. <clears throat> but uh, I like some of the things I saw from Davis Mills. I liked Kyle Trask coming out. Now he's not really traditional in, in how – or traditional like how the NFL is now. Uh, mm-hmm. Big statue quarterback back there, but – Kind of like Hennon Hooker, Kyle Trask, like some of these guys that we have up there. Uh, Trey Lance for me. That's why also why Trey Lance is so high. Um, a lot of it's just talent coming out because we haven't ever seen them really fail in the NFL. You know what I right. mean? A lot of these other guys you can point to. You know, I can tell you 50 games that Gardner Mitchell's look like ass or, you know, Jameis Winston, how horrible he's been at times, right? Uh, a lot yeah. of these guys kind of hear where I'm going. The, the Tyson Bajan, I didn't see a whole lot of terrible out of him. There wasn't a whole lot of exciting but uh, right. it was decent enough. Like, he made enough plays, especially from where he came from, you know, a D2 school in the NFL, mm-hmm. thrust in your rookie year, you know, here you go, figure it out with a Bears offense <laughs> of all things. Right. And, Absolutely. and looking semi-competent, you're like, okay, I can, I can probably see it. Maybe this guy would be a pretty decent backup around the league. So that's kind of like where this range of, of guys I'm ranking here, I'm going, okay, yeah, I haven't seen you be absolutely atrocious yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. I can see that. Um like you said, Trask really hasn't really played too much. Davis Mills, I didn't have on my list. I just not. I just like a lot of these other guys better than him. Honestly, he would yeah. probably, if I continued this list, he'd probably be cl- coming up right after this final six that I have. So I mean, it's not like he's terribly far off. And there's like the difference between these guys is not very much. So uh, my final six, I ended up doing a, an extra six at the end here for twenty one. Uh, but Mike White, Tyler Huntley, Zach Wilson, Tyler Heineke, Mason Rudolph, and Jared Stidham are my final six. Uh, go ahead with your final six. Uh, we're looking at Jimmy G, Tyler Huntley, Andy Dalton, Marcus Mariota, um, Blaine Gabbert, and Mike White. And uh, let's just say as we got farther down this list, the more and more disgusting. Yeah. The biggest difference between me and Eric is Eric really does love going deep. That's why people... F- ride with America's game, even when we do ranks, right? We do ranks mm-hmm. for South Armand. Eric would rank 150 running backs if you let him. If I gave him a list, he could probably come up with it. Like, I get past 30, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> right. Who are these dudes? They're all the same after this. I don't care. Right. Yeah. yeah you, you get like that with a lot of guys. Like, I've tried to do um, tiers more often now. 
Um, but yeah, just these final guys, you know, they're, they are what they are. Mike White, we've seen some good. We've seen some bad. Um, Tyler Huntley, same thing. We've seen some good and we've seen some bad. Zach Wilson, same thing. Tyler Heineke, I think uh, the shine is kind of worn off on that one. His time here with Atlanta this year was pretty shitty. Um, I just threw him on there just to you know, acknowledge that he has done it in the past. At least he's won some games. Mason Rudolph, I threw him on here just out of respect for what he's done this year, the last two games. He's played really well, probably the best he's ever had in his career. Um, if I redid this, I could probably maybe move Rudolph up a couple spots, just the way he, that he has finished. So, you know, shout out to Mason Rudolph, and my thoughts on Mason Rudolph are a lot better than what they ever have been in, ever, so right. that's always good. Uh, and Jared Stidham, I thought he was okay last year when he came in for the Raiders. Um, he just beat the Chargers. I mean, that's not really a, a super big accomplishment, but he did beat the Chargers. Um and he might have a shot to be the starting quarterback for Denver next year if they don't uh, land somebody. You know, I could see them bring having Stidham and somebody else they bring in battle it out. And excuse me, Stidham legit has a, a shot to win the the uh, the job. So I'll give him I'll give him that shout out. So any of those last um, six you want to talk about? No, not really. They're all disgusting. <laughs> They're all disgusting. All right. and there's so many guys too that you put on the list that I was like, nope. Not a chance. Right? Yeah, I list, you, like, I yeah, I listed pretty much everyone's backup on that list. Um, just so you had a, yeah, you a, a name to look off. Um, is there any ones that I left out or anything like that that kind of shocked you? No, not really. Um, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put Josh Dobbs on my list probably because like I wasn't too high on Dobbs coming in, and then it was a nice story. And then the holy cow, like, he's he's going to Minnesota with no preparation. And look how he played. Like, okay, this dude might have actually figured it out. And then you saw multiple games in a row. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the Josh Dobbs that's bounced around mm-hmm. the league. And, you know, there's a reason that teams keep letting him go. So I'm good. Right. I don't care if you can run the football or not. Like, Tyler Huntley can run the football, but I don't think he's the greatest backup quarterback, you know. Right. He's serviceable. Yeah, I was going to say Dobbs and uh, Tyrod Taylor were my two that you had left out that I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, both guys I'm just kind of good yeah, on. Yeah, like, they're men, but, I mean, they can run the ball for fantasy. Like, if you had to start them, like, okay, I can roll with this because they can run the ball, so they're going to get me some points. Well, by, by that aspect, then, I should, we should put Malik Cunningham on the list. <laughs> like, he can run the football, right? I, I don't know if he can. I haven't seen it in the okay. NFL. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, hopefully we don't have to see that and Lamar never gets hurt again because Lamar is fucking balling right now. <laughs> please, please. Yeah, I don't need you to get a hard on here before we start. <laughs> Jeez. Talking about Lamar. I get excited, man. Rode yeah. him right into a championship. All right. Multiple. All right. NFC style. Were you ready to start this before this is a 17-hour podcast? Sure, let's get after it. Listen, Adam Adam had to take the week off. You know, it was stressful for him because he had one championship game that he won. You know, just one. You know, out of all the leagues, it was so stressful of a week. He had to take the whole week off. So, don't worry. I got nothing but time. America's game is going to carry South Harmon for content load this week. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I'm not Scott Cotter, but I'll sit here and let's... Let's do a marathon till my wife gets home. Till <laughs> <laughs> my wife gets home. All right, we'll try and keep this a little bit um, faster than me and Scott did. Um, you, you know, we'll try and talk some trades too as we go here. But 
we'll start with the NFC side. You guys know what we do here, talk about all the offensive positions, so we're going to go through them here. We're going to start with Dallas. So quarterback situation, Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, Trey Lance are their starting uh, top three right now. Nobody on injured reserve and not seeing anybody on the practice squad list. So, yeah, so Dak, Cooper Rush, Trey Lance. I think, obviously, Dak is top 15 conservatively, quarterback probably higher than that. Cooper Rush, he came in and played a couple times last year whenever Dak got hurt and looked fine. He didn't even make our top 2021 backup list, though, so... It is what it is, yeah. I I don't need to carry Cooper Rush. Trey Lance, though, is that somebody that you still need to carry into the offseason? Obviously, you had him super high, so I'm gonna, I already know your answer. Yeah, yeah I carry um, Trey Lance everywhere on my okay. teams. Now, is that a guy you would maybe trade like a f- if you wanted to acquire him? Maybe you had Dak. You have Dak. You'll you'll go give up a fourth for Trey Lance. See if somebody will do it. Yeah, or I think I third. would do that. I think I would do that. Uh, you know, kind of had that epiphany about how I want to carry my off-season roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and Scott kind of talked about this. And it's been a theme throughout the year with these backup quarterbacks. And we're cycling running backs everywhere. And a lot of wide receivers and tight ends never really jump too high in, in dynasty value where it's like, oh, man, I'm really glad I rostered this guy in the off-season. So if I'm going to – we're heading in the off-season, Eric, like that's the kind of stuff that I want to be in on. I want to be mm-hmm. on on Trey Lance. And if I miss, it's, it was a fourth-rounder. Who gives a shit? But right. if I hit, like what What if Trey Lance were to get traded somewhere? Like what if the Atlanta Falcons are like, yeah, this is what we're going to roll with. <laughs> we're going to trade right. a third to Dallas. We're going to go with Trey Lance. That's going to be the dude we're going to try to develop. All of a sudden you're going, fuck yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know if people would give up Lance for a fourth though. Would you give up a third or no? Is that I think I, I think I would trade a third as long as it wasn't an early one in this. Class. Yeah, like a three eleven or something. Yeah. Okay, all right, that's fair. Mid to late. Um, Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Running backs: Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle. Uh, practice squad running backs right now. They have Malik Davis is still there. Nobody else. Injured reserve. Uh, Deuce Vaughn is on injured reserve. He didn't really do too much this year. Um, but yeah, Tony Pollard disappointed this year. Like everyone, he was a round one redraft pick just about at the end of round one or starting round two there disappointed this year. I'm still in on him, but his value is not as much as what it had was at the beginning of the year. Rico Dowdle. I think he, man, for a guy who missed like three or four straight years and then to do what he did this year, overtook Malik Davis was the first step. And then he played pretty well this year. I was pretty impressed with what Rico Dottle did. So I think he's, um, as long as he gets re-signed, I believe he's, um, no, Tony Pollard's the only um, free agent running back. On the, oh, no, Dottle is too. I'm Dottle sorry. Is, he's going to um, be restricted. Yeah, so Pollard agent. and Dottle are both going to be free agents. Like you said, Rico's a, uh, restricted. He'll probably be back with Dallas, I would assume. So, yeah, he should still have the same role in this team unless they draft somebody, um, which they I think they should. Um like Deuce Vaughn's been okay. Rico Dowdle, Malik Davis are like the definition of Jag. So they're just a guy, really. They could be easily replaced. So I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas brought in somebody through the draft or whatnot to maybe give this guy some competition. But I still like Dowdle. If somebody wants to buy Dowdle off me for a third or fourth, he's yours. Go ahead and have him. But that's kind of what I'm thinking there with the running backs. Yeah, I think for uh, for Dottle needs to be rostered uh, for for just about every league. 
mm-hmm. in the offseason. Uh, Deuce Vaughn on your deep release can be rostered. How about yep. that? Um, just in case, you know, there's kind of a shot. Uh, if I'm looking at it, though, there's two outcomes for Rico Dottle, and one of them is a death sentence. The other one is, okay, he's going to have some value. The, the death sentence is they bring back Tony Pollard, and they decide they want to get a – Ezekiel Elliott type, like Derrick Henry in free agency, one of these hammers, you know, mm. to get back to using this, you know, 50-50 split at running back where Tony Pollard can be the efficiency guy. Dottle all of a sudden has zero value and is dead. Yeah. Or they let Tony Pollard go, but they still bring in that hammer kind of running back, and Dottle is now kind of the change of pace efficiency back, which would be a major boom for his value. So, right. It, it's it's if and but he definitely needs to be on your roster going into the offseason yeah and i can see dallas bringing in that guy like you talked about that hammer like there has been links to derrick henry in the past i don't remember if mccarthy was with aj Dillon or not but i could see maybe they pick up aj Dillon. there you go yep um you know somebody like that so if somebody does want to get Dowdle off of you this offseason, even if it's just for a fourth, just go ahead and send him. Because I think the likelihood that he's replaced is probably more than you know him sticking as the, the number two. Right, right. Uh, wide receivers. So, obviously, C.D. Lamb, top five conservatively, dynasty wide receiver. Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Jalen Brooks, Jalen Tolbert, Kevontae Turpin. Those guys are on the active roster. Uh, practice squad, Martavis Bryant is still alive. Um, he's down there. Tyron Billy Johnson. I would love to see a guy on the field with Billy hyphen Johnson running down the field. That would be pretty cool. As long as Jim Bob Cooters is offense coordinator. <laughs> right. Um, Jalen Cropper, um, he's on the practice squad as well. And then David Durden. I don't know if that's a wide receiver or not. 85. Um, sure. Yeah, sure. Never heard of him. But anyways, yeah, the main receivers here that you want to keep. Lamb, Cooks, Gallup, Tolbert, Turpin. You know, he's just like a return guy, gadget player. But super deep leagues, I would still hold on to him, especially if you get return yardage and stuff like that. I think he could be a valuable piece in those really deep leagues, so I do have him in those leagues. Jalen Brooks was a seventh-round rookie this year. He's been okay. Uh, Cropper, I thought, was pretty decent coming out of the draft, but he was overtaken by these other guys. Martavis Bryant never did anything. I'm not interested in him. Uh, but what about these wide receivers for you? Any any interest in them for you? Uh, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks for sure. Uh, Michael Gallup right. in best ball will be interesting in holding through the offseason. In a lineup league, anything you give for me, you can have them. It'd be your yeah, problem. Yeah, I agree. That's a roster yep. clogger. And anything below that, Tolbert, Turpin, same kind of thing. Um, I think I'd be interested in maybe a Tolbert or Turpin just as deep best ball stashes. Deep best ball, right. Okay, I'm uh, good Ma- with Michael Gallup is that cutoff where it's like, lineup league, no, no fucking way. <laughs> you take him, go for it. Yeah. I don't care if it's a fifth rounder, you can have him. <laughs> right. Um, tight ends. Jake Ferguson, Luke Schoonmaker, Schoonmaker, whatever the hell you, hell you want to call him, Peyton Hendershot. Those are their top three tight ends right now. Uh, Princeton Fant, maybe Noah Fant's brother, I don't know, on their uh, practice squad. Haven't heard of him before. Me uh, Sean McKeon on their IR spot. He's a tight end. So, yeah, none of those guys I'm interested in other than uh, uh, the starting guys here. Ferguson I really like. Schoonmaker, you know, they drafted him really high second-round pick. I think Ferguson has done well enough to not 
be overtaken there, but Schoonmaker could still be a, a weapon for them where they can run some 22 personnel. And Peyton Hendershot, he, he's been hurt most of the year, uh, but this is another guy that they still like, and they play him quite a bit too when, uh, with Schoonmaker out there, like goal line packages and stuff. So all three of these tight ends are viable. The only ones I'm holding on to are Ferguson and Deep League Schoonmaker or your you know, tight end premium, uh, start two tight end, those types of leagues. I'll hold on to him there. Um, but yeah, other than that, Hendershot, he can be on most waiver wires. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I will take, uh, I'll take Ferguson. Ferguson's played really, really well. Um, and, and I still want to take a shot on most of my dynasty teams, you know, unless they have really strict roster constraints, small benches, something like that on Scootmaker. But, uh, Hendershot, I'm cutting even in deep best ball. Like I'm good. Yeah. He, I know he's out there playing, but you know, I'm not going to roster a guy who got six targets all year. I know he was hurt, but he played in seven games. It's like, come on. Absolutely. <laughs> I get I more get than it. six targets, bud. All right. <laughs> I, I get it. I have no idea if that's Noah fans brother or not, but you know, if that's his brother, he's even worse than regular no fans. So you definitely don't want him. Yeah. I was just funny. Just mention him. Could be, uh, all right, on to the New York Giants. So quarterback, obviously Daniel Jones. I mentioned him first. He's on their IR right now. Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito. Uh, looking at their practice squad, um, nobody on the practice squad, and they have a shit ton of people on their uh, regular IR. So I'm just going to kind of peruse it real quick. Yep, yeah, no, just Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones, man, I think this that's a very interesting one this offseason. I... I was never a big Daniel Jones fan. I admitted last year after his first year with Dable that, okay, he's better than what I'd given him credit for. And then this year it kind of turned back to shit again, but the offensive line was really shit. They didn't really give him very many receivers. So do I give him a pass? I don't know. What do you What do you think about Daniel Jones? I, I give him a half a pass. <laughs> huh? Like, like uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I thought he was interesting for fantasy because he had a, a pretty good rushing floor. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if he can throw the ball with shit, you're like, okay, it's anybody who's going to run at four or 500 yards at the quarterback position. Like, I'm going to be interested because you got a pretty consistent floor. You're right. Like, last year, you're like, okay, Danny Dimes can sling it, right? And he's putting up yeah. some numbers. The hype got out of control in the offseason. He got pushed up way too high, even for me, who, like, we kind of came around on him, but I'm like, there ain't no way in a startup I'm taking Daniel Jones in the second or third round. Like, you guys could miss me with this shit. Right. And then to see him fail as bad as it as it was early in the season, you go, okay, now I'm a little bit wondering. But I, I'm with you. I'd still have some logical sense where I go, that offense line was horrible. It's not like any quarterback that was back there was playing dynamite or electric. You know, DeVito was a nice story. Tyrod had some moments. That's about it. The receivers right. are terrible. Darren Waller's always got a hamstring. <laughs> it seems Every like. fucking year. I'm going to give him a half a pass, but, like, this is a very – you are on the fringe of being dead uh, right. to the fantasy community forever. Like, you are in Sam Darnold territory right now. Sam Darnold and with a contract, unfortunately, for, for the Giants. As long as the Giants don't fuck it up in week 18 and win a game, uh, like, they should just lose. Yes. Right now they're at pick five on Tankathon. So if they lose – you know, maybe they can move up a spot if New England New England and the Jets play, so someone's got to win that game. Um, you know, Arizona, I don't remember who they play, but whatever. If the Giants can even move up a spot here 
or they just lose state in the fifth spot. They're in a good spot to draft Jaden Daniels, Drake may Michael Penix jr. Shout out to you. Cause you've been the Michael Penix jr. Guy fan watching him on uh, new year's day was fucking dealing. wow. Yeah. He was absolutely dealing. Um, like Dane Brugler said on his podcast, the dude was just throwing fucking javelins out there. I'd like dude. to use the term because we don't get to use it often. Piss missiles. Yeah. Piss, piss missiles. missiles. That's a, that's a great baseball term. Um, yeah, he was absolutely electric, and the way that he played, I think he he can do it here against Michigan. He's in the first round conversation for sure with the, with his accuracy and all that. So, anyways, Giants are in a good spot to get a quarterback this year um, if they want to move on from Daniel Jones. And honestly, they probably should, even though you just gave him that monster contract. Um, the way the NFL is played nowadays, yes, I know Daniel Jones is mobile, but Jaden Daniels is a playmaker. Michael Penix Jr. is a playmaker. Um, I'd rather have those two guys than Daniel Jones. So Giants are in a good position to get a quarterback. I think they should, whichever one they prefer and like. Obviously, they still need to upgrade the offensive line and the weapons, but Daniel Jones this offseason, man, if somebody wants to buy him for a second for me, I think i go ahead and send him off. Um, any second you can have them. So that's kind of where my, my thoughts are on Daniel Jones. Tyrod is a free agent, so I don't know if he'll be back, but Tyrod's going to be, um, a sought after backup in this league for sure. He's going to go somewhere and back up somebody that needs a solid backup that can, you know, something happens to that guy. He can go in and play and, and be pretty well. So, um, Tyrod, definitely somebody I will hold into the off season. DeVito. <sighs> Like, he kind of was like in, if I had to like think about it before the season or even into the season, he was in Jake Browning territory for me where he was a guy like, I never want to see this guy play on the fucking field ever. Mm. And then Jake Browning goes out and proves me wrong and shows me that he can play in the NFL. DeVito, eh, a little bit. He showed he had a couple good games. He had a couple very terrible fucking games, though, like Mitch Trubisky level of bad. Um, so DeVito, that's a guy I, I can feel comfortable cutting cause he wasn't even on my backup top 20 list or whatever. So I would be comfortable just cutting DeVito on most of my teams. But if some people think he's got a little bit more than what I do, then by all means, go ahead and, and carry him on your roster. But he's probably like the very last roster uh, spot that you have. I can combine that. Uh, for me, with Daniel Jones, I'm going to say that he's back with New York and they don't draft a quarterback. Um, I know it's unpopular. We want to see it done. I just, man, I have a hard time wrapping my, my brain around a $48 million cap hit and carrying $68, 69000000 million in dead cap by moving on right. from Daniel Jones. Like, tough. Now, I'm not saying it can't be done. Like, we saw the... We, we saw the Jared Goff deal get moved. We saw the Carson Wentz deal get moved by the Brock Eagles. Osweiler. Yeah, uh, but those were in like uh, I think those are probably still some of the the biggest cap hits we've ever seen, and those were in the thirty eight, thirty nine million. You start you start really getting up in these forties or fifties of millions. I'm going holy shit. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think he'll be back, and I, I kind of envision. Tommy DeVito being the backup to Daniel Jones. So that kind of, I'm not saying I don't like the kid that much. Like, I think it was okay. It was a nice story. But 
I'm going to roll into the offseason, at least me personally, rostering Tommy DeVito because I do believe he'll probably be the primary backup to to Daniel Jones. And we've seen the guy shit the bed. So maybe by week yeah. six, it's it's the Tommy DeVito show, and they're tanking and, because they filed, fired Dable, and they're definitely getting rid of Daniel Jones in 25. Yeah, he's definitely the backup as of now until they draft Jaden Daniels or whoever. <laughs> And they're, they're going to roster Daniel Jones, Jaden Daniels, and... And DeVito, yeah. And DeVito. Three. Um, that, yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning on, on this situation. I just... The Giants are in a spot right now. They're picking in the top five. There are multiple quarterbacks that can go in the top three or four. And they're in a shot. They have a shot to get one, for sure. Now, if things worked out and they picked fifth and four quarterbacks went ahead of them and they get Marvin Harrison. Okay. Let's, let's roll with Daniel Jones and Marvin Harrison jr. And we'll see how that goes. I'd be fine with that too. I just personally think this regime did not draft Daniel Jones. Yes. They gave Daniel Jones a new contract, uh, but I think they were kind of forced to just the way that he did play. But I still think there was reservations on that part to where they're like, eh, okay, yes, we acknowledge you did play really well under this system, under this um, head coach, this offensive coordinator, but I still don't think you're that great, but here's some money anyways. <laughs> um, if they had to I do it know. all over again, don't you think they would have rather given Saquon the contract and franchise tag Daniel Jones? I think so, yes. <laughs> but, in yeah, that's just the whole – you know, hindsight 2020 bullshit that you can go on with that. But, man, just Daniel Jones's career has just been, like, really up and down. There's been some some nice plays and some really bad ones, too. So Some wolves. Yeah, I think if I'm if I'm sitting in that GM's chair, man, I think I'm looking at one of those, those top quarterbacks uh, for sure, especially with the way that the NFL is playing nowadays, man, like – you got to have that guy that's accurate, that can make some plays, um, all that stuff. So that, right. that's kind of where I'm leaning. Uh, we've talked way too much about Giants quarterbacks. <laughs> Running backs, Saquon Barkley, Matt Breida, Eric Gray, Jay Sean Corbin are on the main roster. Uh, practice squad, Deion Jackson did sign with them late in the uh, season there. Um, and then anyone that was injured, no, that I'm seeing. Oh, Gary Brightwell. That's definitely a name to forget. Um, so with the running backs here, and then, oh, also Saquon's a free agent and Matt Breida's a free agent. Saquon obviously is still going to be a top 10 dynasty running back wherever he lands. So Barkley, you're keeping. Matt Breida, he's going to be, he's already 28. He'll turn 29 before the next season starts. I think the tank is kind of low on Matt Breida, so I personally would be fine cutting Matt Breida. Yeah, I don't care wherever he goes. Like, it's not going to be a significant spot. And I don't think it's going to be to, like, be the main backup like he was here with the Giants. So, Breida, I'm fine cutting. Eric Gray, I think he ends up being the backup here. Um, he, when he did play this year, he was okay. It wasn't, like, anything super special. Jay Sean Corbin has just been around a couple, you know, for the last two years. Barely hanging on to the roster. Not somebody I want to roster. Deion Jackson, I still do like, but shallower leagues, you're going to have to cut him. Deeper leagues, I, I, I don't mind holding on to him and let him battle and not battle it out in camp, and maybe he takes Eric Gray's spot there for the backup job if they don't bring anybody in. Um, 
you know, they re-signed Saquon and, and what whatnot. So there's that. Gary Brightwell is just a guy that is somebody that could be on all the waivers. Uh, I like that analysis, right? Saquon, that's an easy one. Matt Breida fits into that category, and I'll be pretty consistent with all these guys. If I've seen you have to fill in for an injured running back and get the featured role, you know, multiple times, and we've seen it the last couple of years, yep. him being the primary backup to Saquon, and you don't do anything with it at all, like mm-hmm. you're never a difference maker, never even like an above average, you know, I wouldn't even consider starting you. He in barely got you 10 points in, like right. in one game. Like, I'm done. Like, I, I won't roster you. That's a cut candidate. I don't care if you're listed as the backup to a guy. Like, you have yep. no juice whatsoever, no appeal. Yep. Eric Gray, on the other hand, haven't seen him fail. I haven't seen him in a featured workload. Maybe he does something. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe he would if he'd given him the chance. So uh, I'd be interested in Eric Gray. Jason Corbin, kind of same thing. You, you've had your chance for multiple years and never really cracked the lineup starting gig. I'm good with All you. Right. Deion Jackson. Deeper leagues, yes, I will still roster you because I've seen you do something in the league. Um, yep. Shallow ones, yeah, that's a cut. Okay. Uh, wide receivers here. This one will be pretty easy. Jalen Hyatt, I'll still hold on to him. Darius Slayton, still hold on to him. He's like barely above roster clogger status. Wandale Robinson, he's probably getting in the clogger status, but... Still a young young player, maybe with a better quarterback if he gets a Jaden Daniels or whoever. Maybe those guys could be pretty good. So I'm still interested in those top three. The rest of these guys, no thanks. Isaiah Hodgins has fallen back down to Isaiah Hodgins level. It's not playoff Isaiah Hodgins. Sterling Shepard is cooked. Gunnar Olszewski is a return man specialist. Nothing special there. Paris Campbell, he's cooked. Um, practice squad receivers... Uh, Dennis Houston, that was a former Cowboy. No thanks. Um, any of the injured guys that I notice? Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton, that was a, a rookie this year that had a bright couple bright spots um, in college, but probably just a guy. Nobody I want to carry. So, yeah, just for me, Hyatt, Slayton, Wandale, I'll keep. The rest of these guys can go. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think ideally with any of those Hyatt, Wandale, or Slayton too, like, those are the kind of guys, like, could I make a deal where I package them in my third for somebody's second? Like, could I use them to move up just mm-hmm. a few spots even? But yeah, I think the second round move up from test. 310 to 36 or 305, sure, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Those are, like, those types. Um, I do have I, – if I had to pick a guy that I like here, it is Hyatt. Um, but he'd have to get the right quarterback. Like, him and Jaden Daniels would be really nice to see. Um, I just don't think Daniel Jones has that deep accuracy that I really want. And obviously they got to really upgrade this offensive line too. So I think I would go in order just strictly based on youth, right? Like it's, yeah, it's high, I, then it's Wandale, then it's Darius Slayton as the, like, yeah, the last one in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, tight ends, Darren Waller, Daniel Bellinger, and then practice squad tight ends. Tyree Jackson from the Eagles is on here. Ryan Jones, never heard of him. Lawrence Cager's on their IR. He can be cut. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it. Darren Waller, you still got to hold on to, but his value is definitely cratered for me. Like, he's not that elite top 10 tight end that he has been the last couple years. He's probably down there for me. Um, and then Bellinger is a solid player, but 
I'm only holding him in, in super high premium leagues or leagues where I have to start two tight ends. Like, I'd be okay cutting Bellinger if I had to. Uh, unless they just get rid of Waller and Bellinger's going to be the starter, then I'd have some interest in him. He'd probably be in, like, that Kate Otten range for me. Possibly. Um, we saw him with a, a bigger feature, right, when Waller was out well, yeah. all that time with the hamstring. He still didn't really do anything. The whole offense was disgusting, though. So I think he's probably more like what we talked about with Schoonmaker. Like, mm-hmm. if I if I can afford to roster you, cool, you'll be on my team. If I can't, <laughs> like, I'm right. good. He's somebody else's problem. Yeah, was Ca- Campbell, Shepard, and Olszewski are free agents as well for wide receivers. So those guys are probably... Um, the USFL. Yeah, they're then the United Football League. Sorry, get it right. UFL. The yeah, UFL. gotta get that right. It's changed. Um, all right, on to your Philadelphia Eagles now. So obviously starting there at quarterback, Jalen Hurts, top two dynasty quarterback for me. Uh Marcus Mariota, you saw he was wasn't even on my list, made Mike's list for backup quarterback. At the bottom. <laughs> yeah, he's at the bottom, like I'm okay cut Mariota in leagues if I have yep. to. Yep. Tanner McKee, he showed a little bit of uh, some good stuff in the preseason. Is it worth a roster spot right now? Probably not. I can get him another time because he's never going to – he's not overtaking Jalen Hurts anytime soon, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, practice squad, uh, no quarterbacks there, and I are nobody on there as well. So, yeah, pretty easy here. Hurts and then the other two can probably get cut. Yep, that's easy. Yep. Running backs, DeAndre Swift, who I believe is a free agent. Yep, Swift is a free agent. Boston Scott's a free agent. Rashad Penny's a free agent. And Mariota's a free agent. So Swift, Gainwell, Boston Scott, Rashad Penny. We'll see what the Eagles do there. Do they re-sign just Swift and let Scott and Penny walk? I would assume Penny's going to walk regardless. Uh, they could bring Boston Scott back as that RB3. Um they do have Lou Nichols on their practice squad. Not something I'm interested in anyways. Uh, yeah, what do you got with the running backs there? Uh, I'm hoping they bring DeAndre Swift back, but that's you're definitely interested in him. Even if they yes. let him walk, he's going to go somewhere and have a pretty big role. Um, Kenneth Gainwell, yes, I'm still going to roster him. Yep. Um, even though he's not the, the greatest, but we also seen him in a feature role actually produce, and that was in last year's actual NFL playoffs. Boston Scott, zero interest in, and Rashad Penny, the deepest of flyers. But he's a running back who's had some juice and had some moments. He didn't play at all this year. But if he goes in free agency, which probably will happen, maybe he ends up on a team as a backup. You know, Rashad Penny, you know, being that, that number two punch to, to Tony Pollard, like that's a discount, like thumper right there. Like, right. I'd be all for it. But that's are still you... a move that would kill like a Rico Doddle. <laughs> like, right. It's like, oh, shit. Are you are you surprised that they didn't give Penny like really the ball at all this year? Nope, because they still refuse to give DeAndre Swift the ball a whole hell of a lot here down the stretch. So, you know, Sirianni just really doesn't know what the hell he wants to do with this offense. I don't trust him at all. Right. right? They activated they activated Rashad Penny for this game against the the Cardinals, right? They activated him. Didn't get a carry. They deactivated Bradley Roby, who had the best coverage grade of all of our corners. Yeah. And where'd we lose the game at? In the secondary. <laughs> it's right. like, I, you can't make this shit up. This Eagles team is fucked. <laughs> Just killing me. Yeah. Um, they're going to be a wild card team, it looks like. And 
They're gonna be a dangerous wild card team, but we'll see. They, I don't know if they're gonna be running the Super Bowl oh, like they Baker's did last gonna year. Baker's gonna beat our ass, right? He's always uh, feeling dangerous. <laughs> we'll see. Um, all right, wide receivers. I think this one's pretty easy too. You roster AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, top fifteen dynasty receivers. Julio Jones cut. Zacchaeus cut. If I had to pick one of these guys, it'd be Quez Watkins, but you can safely cut him. Britton Covey, just a special teams player. Uh, Griffin Herbert, never heard of him on their practice squad. Joseph Nagata from Clemson, I believe. Rookie Greg Ward, you know, solid player that's been there for a couple years, but practice squad type players. Devin Allen on their practice squad um, as well. Yeah, so I'm guessing you're the same as me. AJ, Devontae, Russ can get cut. Even in best ball. The rest of yeah. those dudes are roster cloggers in best ball. <laughs> yeah, and they could easily like they could easily upgrade on Quez Watkins this year as a number three receiver and actual get an actual number three receiver. Maybe. But they probably still wouldn't throw him. No, they probably still there. wouldn't. Yeah, but um that's of just somebody that can easily be replaced. So I'm happy cutting those guys if I need spots. Tight ends, another super easy spot. Dallas Goddard, the rest you cut. Jack Stoll, gone. Grant Calcaterra, gone. Um, Noah Togiai, gone. Yeah, any of these other ones, gone. Albert, Albert O, I even cut him. These are these are even worse than uh, the Daniel Bellinger we were talking about, right? Oh, yeah. They had the chance for a featured role, and they did absolutely nothing with it. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, Any of so, them, and I had, I had high hopes for Albert O. I had high hopes for Calcaterra at one point. Mm-hmm. Jack Stoll, we know, is just a blocker. Nobody really should have yeah. been picking his ass up at all. But yeah, you just cut the rest of these dudes. Yeah, Stoll and Albert O. are free agents. Zacchaeus and Quez Watkins are also free agents as well. So those guys all should be gone. But I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia brought making one or two of them back. Um, on to Washington now. So this roster is going to look completely different next year. So um, we'll we'll see what happens here. But quarterback, Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, Jake Fromm, fucking Wolf. That's your quarterback three. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they'd probably hold on to Sam Howell just because it's a cheap young rookie deal. He has shown he can play in the league, but I would assume he's going to be a backup to somebody next year. Brissett probably gone, Fromm gone. Um, they don't have anybody on the practice squads or anybody that's worth noting after that, though. Holding on, rostering Sam Howell, rostering Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, those guys you're still going to hold on to for sure. I'm not getting rid of them. Um, if somebody came to you, hey, I'll give you a second-round pick for Sam Howell, you send them away? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. I would. Which is a, a long shot when I was telling people to go buy him here about six weeks ago. Right. Oops. Would you send Howell away for a third, knowing he's probably not going to be the starter? No, because there's still a possibility, right? There's still an outside shot. And even if it's not, maybe he's starting for four or five games at the beginning mm-hmm. of the next year. So, I mean, if they get a, a solid veteran quarterback there, or most likely they're picking, Tankathon has them number two overall, so they could be right there for whichever quarterback they want. Um, they could even they could even be the team that says, "Hey, Chicago, we're picking two. You guys are picking one. We know you don't need a quarterback, most likely, if you're going to stick with Fields. We'll we'll trade up here to get Caleb Williams." Um, you know, I could see that definitely happen in this off season. We'll see. I, I, I don't know. You can call me a Hal defender or whatever too, but that offensive line was horrible. I mean, the oh, yeah. were bad, but they were even, the Commanders might have been even worse. Absolutely. And the only comparison we saw, like I really wish we would have got to saw Jacoby Brissett play for a full game. 
last week because if it right. would have looked horrible, you know, he's getting sacked all the time, can't find his receivers, then maybe we go, okay, maybe this ain't really Sam Howe, but we didn't. So the only thing we have to go on is like, what, three Jacoby Brissett drives, which were all just deep pass touchdowns to Terry right. McLaurin, it felt like, and you're like, oh, man, see, look what he did. Yeah. I don't know. It's also like saying, you know, when Sam Darnold replaced Brock Purdy going like, see, that should have been the quarterback the whole time. He's way better than Purdy. I don't know about that, but he sure looked good for a few drafts. Right. Um, like I said, Jacoby is a free agent, so he's probably going to be gone. We'll see where he ends up. He'll be a highly sought after quarterback. Running backs, Brian Robinson Jr., Antonio Gibson, Derek Gore, uh, Jarrett Patterson, Jonathan Williams, those guys are on their practice squad. And obviously Chris Rodriguez Jr. got placed on IR. He is still there as well. Um, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, you guys are going to still hold on to them. Gibson is the only free agent on this team, so he's most likely gone. Brian Robinson will be interesting just to see who they bring in. Like, if they do bring in Bill Belichick, like, okay. I can see Brian Robinson sticking there as the starting running back there. He's kind of like a a Ramondre Stevenson uh, type of player. So I could see Bill Belichick saying, that's fine. We'll stick with this guy. You know, Belichick's also going to bring in his three other fucking running backs that are going to cut into his time anyway. So, you know, that's going to happen. Um, Derek Gore, no thanks. Chris Rodriguez Jr., he'll be on the rookie contract too. He's most likely going to be the backup here. Um, I thought he was solid in his couple times that he did play. He's kind of like he was at Kentucky. Um, I'll still roster him. Jarrett Patterson and uh, Jonathan Williams, no thanks though. Yeah, I'd say uh, Brian Robinson's probably the most interesting one. If somebody gave you a mid mid-second for Brian Robinson, you send him away? Um... No, I think I'd still hold on to him just because for a long time there, he was a top eight PPR yes. running back. Right. Um, he has shown he can catch the ball. And I think like if somebody gave me like the 206, that's probably where I'd say, eh, I just hold on to him. If you want to give me like the 202, 201, okay, I can, I can get behind that then. That part would be a smash for me. I think for me, just how much I love this class coming up and how deep the second round is going to be for it. Uh, I think a mid-second, I'll let Brian Robinson walk because there is a potential uh, new regime, you know, different different change. Maybe that's not his guy. He could be without a role, and if I can gash out at a second right now, a, a mid-second, I think I'm fine. Late one, uh, I'll probably just hold B-Rob. Antonio Gibson, you give me a third for him, he's yours, but if I can't get a third for him, um, I'm holding at a fourth, Interesting. and I'll probably go buy some. Antonio Gibson's with force. See if I can't throw him around. I don't think I want to buy for a third. I'd rather have the liquidity. But fourth rounder, I'd be interested. And uh, kind of the same thing for Chris Rodriguez with that potential backup role. Like any mm. third, he's yours. Any fourth, uh, you know, I might go out and try to pick up a few Chris Rod. Chris Rod. I'm interested to see where Gibson ends up because I think he's going to end up in a situation that's a lot better, hopefully, um, where he can be used as a pass catcher used properly and i think gibson could be one of the sneaky guys next year that could finally produce and and have some fantasy value for us so um maybe a better version of jarek mckinnon is kind of what i'm hoping for that could be very likely i think he's more of a candidate and you and i had this conversation maybe a month or two ago that's kind of the guy that i just want to get thrown in on a deal like i'm just happened to you know we're making a move somewhere else and I see that they have Antonio Gibson. It's like, hey, 
tossing tossing Gibby for me. Right. All right. (laughs) All right. All right. Wide receivers. Pretty easy here. Terry McLaurin, you're rostering. Jahan Dotson, you'll still roster. Curtis Samuel, I'll still roster. The rest of these guys can go to my free agents. Diami Brown, Byron Pringle, Jamison Crowder, Mitchell Tinsley, practice squad receivers, uh, Bryson, Tremaine, Casimir Allen, never heard of these ones, Davian Davis. Yeah, all those guys can go. Dax Milne on the IR. Um... I believe that is it. So, yeah, all those guys can go. I'll roster McLaurin, Dotson, and Samuel. I'm with you. I'm, I'm rostering those guys the rest of what's, the cuts. What's your uh, value on Dotson after two years in the NFL? You want to give me a second for him, I'll re-roll it into a second-round wide receiver. Okay. Somebody's offers you the 301? Pass. I'll just roll with Dotson. Just roll with Dotson? Okay. So that's kind of where we're valuing Dotson right now. Um, tight ends. Um, I th- believe this team – no, it's a different team. Um, just one guy's a free agent. So Logan Thomas, still under contract. John Bates, Cole Turner, all those guys are still under contract. Um, tight ends on their practice squad, nobody. They do have Armani Rogers, who was on IR all year, and Curtis Hodges as well on IR. Um, honestly, the only one worth rostering still is Logan Thomas, but – New regime, they could totally replace Logan Thomas, and he could be the backup. So he's very volatile. If somebody yeah. wants to give me a third-round pick for Logan Thomas, here you go. You can have it. 100% with you, and I don't want to touch any of those other guys. Like, yeah, I'm not even. Way. I mean, uh, Armani Rogers had some, some intrigue, but didn't he blow out his Achilles or something before the season? Like, that yeah. was just the easy cut where you're like, okay. Yeah. Now, now just went your athleticism, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like if, it, uh, even if it's like a, you know, uh, seven point per PPR in Washington DC league, I'm not holding any of those tight ends. For yeah. <laughs> All right. Quarterbacks, uh, or next team, Chicago quarterbacks, Justin Fields, uh, Tyson Baginet and Nathan Peterman, uh, practice squad, not seen anybody, and wow, these these this team did not have a lot of uh, injuries compared to what they usually do. They're usually one of those teams that are just ravaged by injuries. Um, but yeah, so Justin Fields, we'll see if they do keep him. I think he showed at least enough this year um, to stick around there as their quarterback. I think it would be smart for them to maybe move down to pick two or three, leverage Washington or New England to move up to number one where they could still get Marvin Harrison Jr. at two or three, let these other teams get their quarterbacks. And obviously you have the rights to Caleb Williams, who a lot of, a lot of people are thinking there are some generational talent or one of these other quarterbacks. Like if you can get an extra two to three first-round picks on top of uh, just moving down two spots and you still get Marvin Harrison Jr., I think that's what I would do if I'm the the Bears GM, and that's what I think they're going to do. So stick with Fields, trade down two spots, get a shit ton of more first-round picks just to give up the rights to some generational quarterback that some people think he is, and they're off to the races. So I think Justin Fields definitely going to be a top 12-ish quarterback for me. Tyson Badgett, very solid backup, like you said. You had him in your top 20. I didn't. Um, but he'd be right there, like right on the cusp if I kept ranking him. 
I'd be okay um, holding on to Badgen just because Fields does get hurt from time to time. Nathan Peterman, uh, he should just be erased from the player pool. <laughs> pass, right? <Yeah. laughs> Hard pass. Yeah. Fields is going to be an interesting one, um, not only because of the situation you're talking about, but like what people do with him in Dynasty. Um, I see he's back up to QB 14 on keep trade cuts, so still approaching that back end QB 1 territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the uncertainty around him, though, he's still ranked above uh, 24 mid-first. So if I had to ask you, you know, we get four quarterbacks with top 15 draft capital, you know, Michael Penix and say it's J.J. McCarthy or QB 3 and 4. It'd probably be Penix, Jaden Daniels, May, and Caleb. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, throw Jaden Daniels in there at QB 3, Penix at 4, mm-hmm. right? But all those guys got top 15 draft capital. Any of those that you don't want over – Justin Fields? Um, man, that one's tough. I would think I I could see him like in, in between three and four, whoever that is. Like I haven't really studied my quarterbacks and all that so far, but I could say I could see him like being like right in between the, whoever third and fourth is, or maybe above third. That's probably where he would be penciled in for me. This is one of the things, too, Adam and I always talk about dynasty cycles, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we're in the off season, so you're going to see all these picks skyrocket in value. You can just yep. watch Keep Trade Cut because this is going to go ridiculous, right? That mid-24 first is going to be above Tua, you know, probably above Trevor Lawrence at some point. Those guys are top 10 quarterbacks right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this is going to happen. But I just thought it was interesting right now. If you really like Justin Fields, think comprehensively about this because there's going to be a scenario where you're going to have the choice of, you know, possibly buying Justin Fields for the QB3 or QB4 of this class. And if you value Fields more than that, something that can get done pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be more towards the back end of the first. Like, that's kind of where I assumed there were people were going to value him as a whole. But uh looks like right now he's, he's better than a mid-first. <laughs> he's almost like the 103 in the right. self, 104. Yeah, worst. I don't know if you can if you can maybe entice the owner. Like if you know you're picking 107, 108, can you go and send that straight up for Justin Fields? I would I would try it personally and see if you can get that cuz I would rather trade that 107, 108 and get Justin Fields back. Yeah. So, that's something you could try cuz that's going to be right around like the Bowers, Roma Dunze range. Mm-hmm. Um neighbors brian thomas those guys like yeah those guys are gonna be pretty good but you know it's a super flex justin fields the way he runs the ball um especially if they get him some weapons here if especially if he gets marvin harrison jr like we're talking about like wheels up there for think about that range last year and then we also saw like the 106 107 range uh jordan addison had a pretty good year would you rather have jordan addison now or would you rather have justin fields um Knowing what I know now, and I don't know Minnesota's quarterback situation, I'd probably go Fields. All right. So, so you're kind yeah. of looking at a similar kind of Quinton Johnston or Justin Fields. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Come just on, get it. Tank Bigsby or Justin Fields. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, all right, running backs here for uh, Chicago. Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, Deontay Foreman, Travis Homer. Um, anybody on the old practice squad? Not seen anybody and nobody on the IR. And then looking at uh, Deontay Foreman is a free agent. So Foreman played pretty well. They could bring him back. Khalil Herbert, 
I thought he's been their best running back all year. And then when he came back from injury, they like screwed around with him and let Roshan and Foreman were over him. Uh, but the last couple weeks, Herbert has really showed off. I think he's their best running back. I'll still hold on to him. Roshan, he showed spurts of being good. And then like the other two would overtake him and he wouldn't play at all. So I think the report card on Roshan Johnson is still incomplete for me. Still like him. I'm still holding on to him. Deontay Foreman, I'll still hold on to him too, just because this is two years in a row, two different teams, and he's been a fantasy starter for you in both seasons. Absolutely. So Foreman has still earned a, a roster spot on most of my leagues. Travis Homer is a special teamer. Yeah, I'm going to roster... Uh, Khalil Herbert, I'm going to roster Roshan. I'm going to roster Deontay Foreman. Uh, Travis Homer, no interest whatsoever. That's a roster clogger running back right there. Yeah, absolutely. Pass. He's on uh, every waiver wire. So. Uh, Roshan is probably the one most interesting as far as uh, what to do with him in the offseason. And I think for me, uh, if I can re-roll him into a, a late second, an early third, a mid-third, something like that, uh, just about any third, go ahead. Like somebody else can, can have Roshan, but... If you can't extract that out of them, by all means, I'm just going to hold them, see what happens. Agreed with that, yeah. I would say Roshan and Foreman, any third. Well, I don't want to say that for Roshan, but mid-third, early third for Roshan, any third for Foreman, yeah, they can go. Uh, Khalil Herbert, I, probably any second I'd be fine. I'd, I'd re-roll Khalil Herbert for any second, uh, but I'd, I'd be fine holding them too. Wide receivers... Honestly, this one's pretty easy too. DJ Moore, you're gonna roster. Darnell Mooney, I still you're gonna roster, I guess, but he is a free agent. Um, the other free agents, I'll just mention them quick. Equinemia St. Brown, Trent Taylor, Joe Reed are all free agents. Um, Darnell Mooney, I'm he's teetering on roster clogger. Tyler Scott, probably a roster clogger. St. Brown, Valus Jones, Trent Taylor, Colin Johnson, all roster cloggers. Shouldn't be on your team. Um, Joe Reed is on IR. Nasimba Webster on practice squad. Those guys can all be safely cut. So really, it's DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney are the only Bears receivers that you can even roster right now. Yeah, with Darnell Mooney, too, you, you hit it on the head. He's kind of like Darius Slayton. He's on the fringe yeah. of being a roster clogger. And the only thing holding out hope is, you know, what we saw his rookie year in his production, and you're like, well, maybe... I also kind of feel like that's going to be a guy who gets let go in free agency and then signs a pretty decent contract somewhere that we like, and people will go, oh, yeah, remember Darnell Mooney? And at that point, it's like, yeah, who the hell wants him? Come get him. Right. <laughs> like, can, you, can you give me a second? I'll take a second. I'll take two-thirds. Sure. Two-thirds? Like, you, Come on. You're kind of hoping for that good landing spot for him. Like, Please. If uh, he goes and beats the third receiver for the Rams, takes Demarcus Robinson's spot. Uh, if he goes to Kansas City with Mahomes, yeah, well, he signs. If Gabe Davis gets twenty million dollars and the Bills sign Darnell Mooney for cheaper than that, and he takes the Gabe Davis role, like those would be the spots that where you can probably trade Darnell Mooney um, for a decent price. As of right now, like, no, I don't even know if I would. Um, if somebody gave me a third form, absolutely, here you go. Yeah. Um, but like, other than that, that's probably about it. Yeah. Uh, tight ends here for the Bears. Another easy one. Cole Komet, I want to keep. The rest are cuts. Mercedes Lewis, still kicking it, uh, but not on my rosters. Robert Tunyon, 
roster clogger. Steven Carlson on practice squad roster clogger. Easy. Cool command. Yeah. That's it. And Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis are free agents at the end of the season. So those guys most likely going to move on. Mercedes Lewis probably destined to be a New York Jet. It feels right, don't it? Yeah, it just feels right. I, Rogers is gonna be like, look, I gotta have Mercedes Lewis. Well, it's like a hell gotta the, have him. The optics of it, right? Makai Becton's a huge human being playing left tackle. Now you put Mercedes Lewis in line next to him. Now it just looks amazing. Yeah, you you have like two right tackles out there on the field. Fucking trade for Darnell Washington too as the oh, second tight end. So Jesus put him Christ, we could have three left tackles play tight. <laughs> yeah, they could just have two. Two tight ends and Becton on that one side. Jesus, I might have to. That's like a Madden thing. I might have to Let's try. Do it. Sometime. Let's cave in some faces. <laughs> God, man, you imagine if Iowa could like nil these guys back to college? Oh Holy yeah. Shit. Well, they'd probably go get that. You remember that Rico Gathers from, from oh, yeah. Baylor? That yep. <laughs> I think he played with the Cowboys for a little bit. That was that's Scott Connor's favorite player of all time is Rico Gathers. Rico Gathers, <laughs> big power forward, man. <laughs> Big old Rico. Before Scott made the term roster clogger, that was, Rico Gathers was on every single one of his rosters. <laughs> that was it, huh? Yep. All right, Detroit Lions. Quarterbacks, Jared Goff. Teddy Bridgewire's retiring. Just cut him. Hendon Hooker, going to be the backup there for uh, Detroit. Looking at the practice squad, they do have David Blau. He's a guy. Um, about the best I can say about him. Um, and then that's it for the quarterback. So, yeah, Goff and Hooker, I'm going to roster both of those guys. That, that's pretty simple. Yeah. Yep. Goff and uh, Hooker. Yep. Got to love your hookers. Oh, they still have Sudfeld, too. I must have missed that one. but He's, he's still agent. in the league. Yeah. <laughs> he's a free agent. He'll be back with uh, Philadelphia this offseason. <laughs> Running backs. <laughs> Running backs for Detroit. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Craig Reynolds. Like all three of those guys, going to roster all three of those still. Jamar Jefferson still hanging around on the practice squad. You can cut him if you haven't from two years ago. Um, Zonovan Knight is on their IR. I'm okay with cutting Zonovan Knight if I have to. Mohamed Ibrahim from this past class, he suffered another season-ending injury. I, you can cut him as well. I'm only keeping Gibbs, Montgomery, and Reynolds was solid in a couple of his spots, uh, but that's in super deep leagues. Like if it's a thirty-man roster league, Reynolds can be on free agents. I'm good with cutting Reynolds, um, and he has a free agent, so I yeah. would assume they bring him back just because they really like him. But we'll see. I, I just didn't see enough for him when he had a chance to be like a, a featured guy. You know, I've right. seen it a couple times now. It just really hasn't impressed. I think I'd probably be more open to keeping a Zonovan Knight type. Than a Craig Reynolds in a super deep league, but you know, if I'm not 35 roster spots plus, neither one of those guys are too appealing. Right. Um, wide receivers here for Detroit. Amon Ross St. Brown, obviously a top five, six dynasty receiver. Jamison Williams. Um, he showed some nice progress here towards the end of the season. Like it's not like Drake London or Garrett Wilson types like this in the same draft class, but he's at least showing some promise. It's not like blowing the doors off of it, but I, I've liked what I've seen. Josh Reynolds is a solid player. He's probably like Darnell Mooney and those guys teetering on roster clogger status. Um, 
the rest of these guys can probably be cut. Antoine Green was a free agent or a rookie that they drafted seventh round, didn't really do much. Peoples Jones, who they traded for, he's a free agent. Khalif Raymond, um, I believe, no, he's not a free agent. Reynolds and DPJ are free agents. Uh, practice squad guys, Tom Kennedy, that's my guy. Yeah, Tom Kennedy. Uh, Maurice Alexander, Darice Fountain. Those guys all can be safely cut, and then nobody on the IR. Uh, I'm I'm interested in JMO, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, I've been out on him for a while, at least because his value. At one point, he was still wide receiver, like 18 in this off season heading in. Yeah. I think I traded one share to you or something for a first. Like you'd probably yeah, I want think that we one did back. the yeah, probably. I think um, that was that was before the uh, suspension too. I think it's gotten bad enough now, um, you know, where it's like maybe I'll start to be back in on JMO, you know, buy mm-hmm. some uh, mid to late second, I think. You know, yeah, I'd be interested I'd... in acquiring them, but that's uh, that's top dollar. Like, I'm good yeah. after that. I'll let somebody else take them. But, uh, yeah, he started to do some things at the end of the season. Josh Reynolds, pretty solid for best ball. Probably don't want to touch him in uh, in a lineup league. Like, yeah. maybe some depth. Like, he's been okay. DPJ is damn near a roster clogger everywhere. Like, he didn't even yeah. do shit in best ball leagues once he got traded there. Yep. You're hoping he goes somewhere and has a role, I guess, because it ain't in Detroit, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I like the talent, and like he was play, he was leading the snaps for Browns wide receivers there up until he got traded. Like he was even above Cooper um, for s- snaps played. Right. Just never got the ball at all, and it was the same in Detroit. Like I mean, he didn't play as many snaps, but he just didn't get the ball. Um, like I said, he's a free agent. He'll end up somewhere. Um, he played seven games with Detroit. He got mm-hmm. five targets. Yeah, it wasn't. It was, I mean, that's still picking up a new offense, so it's hard. I get it, uh, but he's gonna, you know, go out there and get a deal somewhere. But yeah, Jamison, man, like he did show some nice flashes here towards the mm-hmm. end. Hopefully, in the playoffs, man, he can maybe make a big player or, or something like that. To maybe you can get a little bit back for him. It's definitely not a first, but maybe like you said, mid mid to late second, you could probably. Um, get something for him there. So I yeah, kind uh, of, I kind of stopped paying attention to the like fantasy football, at least injuries um, after week seventeen. But I did see he hurt his ankle. I didn't. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, that about was this during not the Cowboys. Yeah, that game. was yeah, that was during the Cowboys game. He got hurt. So yeah, really the only guys I want to roster here: Amon Ra, Jamison, Josh Reynolds in a deep best ball league, like you mentioned, and Tom Kennedy. I want to roster just for the the memes. Yeah, just for Eric Vanek, start, sit, you know, our first year doing it. Fucking Tom Kennedy was the answer for everything. Fair enough. Uh, tight ends. Sam Laporta. Maybe tight end one. could Should be tight end one. Can debate that. Brock Wright, James Mitchell. James Mitchell, you could uh, – maybe he uh, gets cut here for that brutal uh, flag that he got in the Dallas game that cost them. Uh, Anthony Ferkser. Um, he's still alive, apparently. I didn't realize that. He signed with Detroit here recently. Um, nobody on the practice squad. And no. Oh, Shane Zilstra, who got hurt, tore his ACL before the season. He's on there. Nobody I want to roster. So I think Laporta is like even the only tight end I want to roster here. The other guys are just blah. I could make a, a case in deep, deep 
tight end premium, like two tight end leagues, that kind of stuff, to possibly roster Brock Wright, you know, kind of in that mm-hmm. Luke Schoonmaker role. Because I've seen him do some things in the past. Uh, James Mitchell, no, hard pass. Uh, yeah. Just in case something were to happen to Laporta, I think Brock Wright could come in and be a solid, like, tight end two-ish for you. Right. Uh, Brock Wright and Zilstra are restricted free agents, and Ferkser is a free agent. The rest of the dudes are junk. Yeah. <laughs> Um, on to Green Bay. So quarterback Jordan Love. Um, backup is Sean Clifford, who they drafted in the fifth round. Um, looking at the practice squad, Alex Mago is on the practice squad there. And I don't believe they had anybody that was injured from quarterbacks. No. Um, so, yeah, Jordan Love. What are your What are your thoughts on him? I really like Jordan Love. He, he's come on strong at the end of the year, you know, mm-hmm. while I was. Definitely. <laughs> You know, I came around on uh, Sam Howell for dynasty value. You know, I was starting to come around on Jordan Love for the same thing. Now, one of them only maintained it here, you know, and probably enhanced it to end the season. I think that's Jordan Love. He played some pretty big games. Uh, The Kansas City game was impressive as hell, watching him go out there and deal. And then uh, this last Monday night was was really nice watching him go out there and play, especially when he's done most of the year without Christian Watson because that guy's uh, Darren Waller hamstring. (laughs) It feels like always injured, so... Uh, Jordan Love making a push for, for back-end QB1, but definitely probably in that top 15 dynasty QBs for me. I'm pretty interested in rostering a lot of Jordan Love moving forward. Yeah, and I I think he's only going to get better here, so I could definitely see him making a leap next year, so definitely like him. Clifford I've never really liked, so I don't really want to That's because we him. watch Big Ten football, and we right. watched him for multiple years. He looked and great was... in the preseason, though. He did. He looked a lot better than I ever thought he would. He still um, has. <laughs> yeah, like, my jaw hit the floor when I saw he even got drafted. My what? Like, is that Brian Gunacus like, doing hmm. some hardcore drugs Brock, or something? Brock Birdie like, got drafted, too. Yeah, and he's the MVP of the league, or should have been, <laughs> if he didn't fuck it up. All right, running backs. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Patrick Taylor. Uh, Ellis Merriweather is on the practice squad. Kenyon Drake's on their practice squad, if you didn't know that. I did. And uh, Emmanuel Wilson, who was really good during the preseason, is on their IR right now. Um, and then, let's see. Um, Aaron, or A.J. Dillon and Patrick Taylor are free agents. Uh, Patrick Taylor's exclusive rights. Um, <laughs> yeah, Aaron Jones... Um, just turned 29, so he won't turn 30 until December of next year. <clears throat> I don't think he's worth a first anymore, but he's probably like a, a worth a second round pick now. AJ Dillon, uh, I could see Green Bay bringing him back, but we'll see where he ends up landing. Like if he just ends up back in Green Bay, it's just the same role. But if he does go somewhere else, I don't think he's like. Because he could just go to be someone's Tyler Algier, basically. You know, that's basically the kind of role that he's stuck in. Patrick Taylor, I don't want a roster. Ellis Merriweather, I don't want a roster. Kenyon Drake's half dead. Emmanuel Wilson, I do have some um, interest in him still, but that would be in, like, super deep leagues. Yep, I'm with you. Aaron Jones, probably worth a late-ish second at best. You know, other than that, you want to pay more than that, you can have Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, A.J. Dillon, I'll take any third for him. Uh, yeah. But if nobody wants to give me that, you know, I'm just going to hold him. 
Uh, none of those other guys are really interested, other than Emmanuel Wilson, kind of like you said, super deep leagues, just because I like what I saw in the preseason. Uh, you know, I'll roster him and just kind of stash him in spots. Could do worse. Right. Okay. Um, wide receivers, very, very interesting wide receivers. A lot of young guys that have really produced this year in spurts. Uh, but Christian Watson, another incomplete season. You know, a lot of these hamstring injuries keep cropping up on him. Romeo Dobbs wasn't as good as he was last year with, with Rodgers. Um, Jaden Reed, man, he's really come on. Um, I think he might be the Packers receiver to own. Um, Malik Heath, he showed some spurts. Dontavian Wicks definitely showed some spurts. Bo Melton has really come on these last couple weeks and shown some spurts as well. So they have six receivers I can talk about rostering right now. So that, you can't say that on very many teams. Yeah. um, Christian Watson's probably going to be like that in-between. Like I would love to sell him, um, but I'm not just going to let him go for pennies on the dollar. You know what I mean? Because he can just make these splash plays that nobody else really can. And What's the lowest can... you take on, like, a 203? 203 kind of feels right about right, like, just oh. at that end of the early second territory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jaden Reed is probably the dude on this team, I'm with you, that I want to own the most. Romeo Dobbs is solid, even for lineup. Like, that's a dude worth rostering. But, again, if you gave me a second-round pick for him, yeah. you could have him. Um, yep. An early third, you could probably have him. Dontavian Wicks, I like him more than Romeo Dobbs, um, personally, okay. but uh, still kind of the same principle. You give me any second, it's easily, easily in an early third, I'll, I'll probably just re-roll Wicks right. too. But Wicks has been a nice find. I really like Wicks. But mm. a lot of wide receivers on here, and even in, even in best ball leagues, like deeper ones, Malik Heath is like somebody I'm kind of interested still. You know, I thought yeah, I was just I mean, going to cut think... him after the season, and I'm like, mm, shit, Malik Heath, Bo Melton, like one of these guys I might want to pick up. Yeah, I, I kind of think Melton is overtook in Heath, honestly. Could be, could be. But I probably want shares of either, yeah. both, whatever, whatever I can get off of waivers at this point. Yeah, and then um, on their practice squad, nobody uh, really too much to mention. Grant Dubois. Who? Thrick Pitts. <laughs> what a name, just Rick I don't know if it's Rick or Thrick, T-H-Y-R-I-C-K. Who cares? It's Kyle Pitts' terrible brother. (laughs) Yeah, they just gave him a cooler name. And then Samare Torre, Um, he was good last year, but I think he's kind of just gotten overtaken by all these other receivers, to be honest. Isn't he also, like, old as shit, too? You know, last year was his rookie year, but I'm pretty sure he did, like, six Uh, years in Yeah, he's 25. He'll be 26 before the season Jesus Christ, man. That guy did literally feel like he was at Nebraska for 47 years. Yeah. Even though I'm pretty sure he transferred in from, like, Montana or some shit. Yeah, he's going to be the new Grayson McCall. Yeah. That guy's been there, like, 37 years. (laughs) Let's go. Um, I graduated high school with Grayson McCall. I don't know if you knew that. Jeez. All right, tight ends for Green Bay. Um, I think this is pretty easy too. Kraft and Musgrave, the rest of them can go. Ben Sims, he can go. Um, Joel Wilson is on their practice squad. Um, Tyler Davis. And then uh, Josiah DeGuara as well. Those guys can all go. Um, I'll just roster Musgrave and Kraft. And I think Musgrave's still the starter, but I think this team could play a little like... I don't want to say Gronk and Hernandez, but that's the first tight end duo that comes to mind that was really successful. Like, I can see this tight end duo being pretty successful. I'm still uh, Team Craft over Musgrave, um, but either of them, 
are they're they're tough, right? That's the A warp tight end life. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll re-roll either one of them into a second round pick in twenty four. So, right. You want them, you can have them, and I'll I'll go draft Jatavian Sanders and try this shit all over again. <laughs> right. That's how it goes. Right. All right. So now on to Minnesota now. So quarterback. Uh, Nick Mullins, Jaron Hall, Josh Dobbs, Kirk Cousins. I believe that's it. That's I mean they ran through a lot of quarterbacks this year. Yeah, that's it. Um, Kirk Cousins. We'll start with him. I think he's obviously going to have a starting job somewhere next year. Like I, I think I really see him. Like if Denver can't get anybody, like I could see Cousins going there to Denver and being the Sean Payton type player. Like smart, you know, kind. Kind of like Drew Brees in a way, like he can kind of run that offense that way. So I could see Kirk Cousins to Denver. That would be my prediction. Um, the rest of these quarterbacks, though, Mullins, eh, he wasn't on our list, our top twenty list or whatever. So no, Jaron Hall probably no. Josh Dobbs, I still like. I would still roster him. I think he could be someone's solid backup. Uh, what are your thoughts on Cousins and the rest of these guys? Cousins for sure. That's a guy that you're interested in, and I think he's starting somewhere next year. Um, people get mad at me when I throw it out. but you What know, do you think about a, the Denver connection I just came up with? Denver's a pretty good one. I also think, and I've said it all season, but people get mad at me, uh, there's less than a 0% chance this is your starting quarterback for San Francisco next year, but people hate that. I'm <laughs> just saying if Brock Purdy shits himself in the playoffs, they will replace him. Sorry. All right. Um, Denver's a, a pretty good spot. Uh, and I think Dobbs is like on that borderline. I'm probably still going to roster him in most leagues as a backup, but none of those other dudes. Nick Mullins is terrible. Jaron Hall's always been terrible too. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, running backs, Alex Madison, Ty Chandler, and, uh, Kenny and Wagnew. They do have Cam Akers who tore another Achilles. Dwayne McBride is on the practice squad still. Had didn't do anything. Miles Gaskin was up and down all season long. So uh looking at the free agents here real quick. It's just Cam Akers, a free agent, restricted free agent. Good luck. Um so Madison is signed, he'll be back again. Ty Chandler, Wong New. I think those Madison and Chandler, I'm I'm fine still rostering. And Wong New can be on free agents. Cam Akers, I personally cut all my Cam Akers when he got the second Achilles tear. Like coming back from one is hard enough. Coming back from two, uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pass. Let anybody have him. If you want him for any draft pick, I don't care if you have five or six rounds. If you want a fifth round, sixth round pick for him, take him. Fab, I'll take Fab for him. Anything, uh, but he can be he can go. Dwayne McBride had you know this team had a lot of injuries at running back this year and he never came up so he can go miles gaskin as much as i like him he can go i think you're probably on the same page as me uh the only one i'd i'd say is i would rather roster a Dwayne mcbride over a cam makers like i, I still want oh, both yeah, on deeper leagues um gonna roster both but i'd put mcbride over acres um but yeah gaskin and wangu uh, I used to be the biggest Kenny Wongu fan there was, and uh, he's never done anything, so hard pass. Unless you're in a shit IDP where he's like a reasonable player because he gets all those kick return yards. <laughs> right. Get all those kick return points where you're like, hey, maybe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe it's best ball. I don't have to start this dude. <laughs> right. Uh, wide receivers here. Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, you're keeping those guys. KJ Osborne and Brandon Powell are both free agents. 
Uh, yep, unrestricted free agent. So I would assume they bring back Osborne Powell. We'll see um, if they bring him back. Jalen Naylor, I still really like. Six-round pick that they drafted in 2022. Just been off and on injured, but I think he could do just as good as Powell or Osborne um, if he could stay healthy. So I do like Jalen Naylor. Somebody I'm going to roster this offseason outside of super deep leagues? Probably not. He can be on my waivers. Um, practice squad guys, Lucky Jackson. Wasn't lucky to get on the fucking field this year. Tristan Jackson, Thayer Thomas, Nikhil Harry. Fucking Nikhil Harry, woof. Um, and nobody on the IR that I can see. So, yeah, I mean, Jefferson, Addison, Osborne. I'll roster those guys. Powell, I've already cut in some leagues. Jalen Naylor can be cut, too. So Powell is one of those guys where you kind of see what happens, and there's a possibility maybe in deep leagues. Like, that's a guy you could probably pick up off best ball waivers in week two, though. Like, you yeah. don't even deep ones, so you don't really have to worry about that. Jalen Naylor, a little bit more appeal, uh, especially if K.J. Osborne were to leave, yeah. uh, go okay. somewhere else. Um, so that's a guy I probably still want to roster in deep leagues, like especially deep best ball leagues. That's a guy that I'll throw at the end of the bench. Right. One of the few exceptions at the wide receiver position where I'm like, I could get some wide receiver value from an offense I think could be pretty good. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, KJ Osborne, if he is to leave, it's going to be so landing spot dependent, man. If he's going to a shitty team as the wide yeah. receiver three, it's like, mm, I'm good, man. If he's going to Atlanta as a wide receiver <laughs> yeah. two, no thanks. Like Van right Jefferson, now. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we're good. You're definitely yeah. dead now. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so tight ends. TJ Hawkinson, very brutal knee injury. He's going to have to come back from probably starts the year on pup lists, I would assume. Uh, Josh Oliver, Johnny Munt, Nick Muse, Troy Fumagalli on practice squad. Um, and then anybody on the IR? No. Um, and then their free agents, Munt's a free agent, Ben Elfson's a free agent, Nick Muse exclusive rights. Um, I mean, Hawkinson's the only one worth carrying here. I think I can cut Oliver. He's just kind of like a blocker anyways. What do you, what do you think about Hawkinson now? Like, obviously we valued him as like a top five dynasty tight end. Does this knee injury change that for you? 100%. Hundred uh, percent. So I recorded a solo episode of Canton Bound, which comes out same day as this podcast on Thursday. Uh, he was on my sales list. It was all just dynasty sales and ones that you need to make right now. He was the okay. number one guy I let, let off with. So that being said, um, I'm probably going to be interested in rostering Josh Oliver. Um, okay. In, in like the the leagues where tight ends matter, you know, deep deep two tight end leagues big tight end premiums, best ball leagues. Like, that's just kind of a guy I'm going to throw on there because TJ Hawkins is not going to play to start the season. It's a late December ACL and MCL, and if you know how bad those dual ligament injuries are, knee injuries, right, they take a lot of time. Think Chris Godwin. I mean, it yeah, was like... Yeah, but that fucker was back for week one. That's what's scaring me a little bit because I said the same thing about Godwin. That fucker was back And week then one. if you remember what happened, right, he pulled a hamstring and then missed, like, what, five weeks in a row <laughs> with the hamstring. Um... I don't think it was that long, but, like, he did start off slow, but then towards the end of the season turned it on. But whatever, either way. So that was two years ago, right, with Chris Godwin? Yeah. Just just wanted to look that up. But, yeah, TJ Hawkins is just a big sell. He's still dynasty wide receiver, two for a lot of people on keep trade cut. He's still going to be in top five for almost everybody. Like, this is a dude where tight ends don't really matter anyways. He was the one or two tight end, however your league scoring goes um, Mm -hmm. this year. 
that's just a guy I move on because even it was a bad year for tight ends as a whole outside of like, wow, Sam Laporta as a rookie did this. Pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, David Njoku came on late, Evan Ingram, you know, helped you win championships, but Travis Kelsey had a bad year. Kyle Pitts did nothing. Darren Waller was invisible. George Kittle was up and down. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to move on from him while he still carries this, while it's still fresh in people's minds. Like, hey, he had a really great year. He could be back. Like, you guys can play the coulda, shoulda, woulda game, and I'm going to bank on the fact that he's out for the first four weeks at least. And mm. we probably don't see TJ Hawkinson be back to normal for, you know, eight, ten weeks into the season. Like, mm. really actually putting up numbers that matter. And that's a lot of time to, like, sit on somebody else's roster scoring zeros or underperforming that they're like, ah, I don't want to I don't want right. to carry this guy no more, <laughs> right? And you can always right. buy back at cheaper than what you could sell for right now. Yep. And they're picking at 12, so I don't know if they're going to be able to get that quarterback they want. I would say, honestly, their best bet is to make up with Kirk Cousins and just bring Kirk Cousins back. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, so we'll have to see what they do there at quarterback. Um, that system can create quarterbacks, so maybe they get lucky and find somebody, but uh, we'll have to see there with Minnesota. Um, on to Atlanta now. Quarterbacks. Fucking woof. Tyler Heineke. Taylor. I th- did I say Tyler again? God damn it. That's all right. <laughs> Desmond Ritter. Logan Woodside. Um then on the practice squad, how did this team not have a practice squad quarterback? Their three quarterbacks are terrible. Holy shit. Um, brave. Yeah, brave. very brave. Yeah, nobody else there. Um, Heineke, like I said, is a free agent. Uh, or did he sign two-year? Let me look it up real quick. Uh, I think he might have been a two-year guy. Yeah, he was a two-year guy. So he's still there, but I'm sure they can cut him. Woodside is a free agent. He's like with Easton stick their territory redder will still be there. But I mean, how many times can you bench this guy and then bring him back? And then he still sucks. Like right. they need to find somebody. They are currently pick nine. We'll see if they can get a guy. Could they, you know, if the bears do move on from Justin Fields, could they go for fields? Um, could they get Ryan Tannehill from Tennessee as a free agent? Like I've talked about, could they go for Kirk Cousins? Could they be in the Russ market? They, yeah, Russell Wilson's another one that I've heard. Like, could they go for Russ? Because that actually would fit Russell Wilson's style, the play action, you know, style of offense that Atlanta likes to run. Like, that's actually probably a really good spot for Russell Wilson. A guy we talked about at the beginning of the show, like, if it's a possibility, could they be in play for a Drew Locke if they like him, you know? We're mm-hmm. going to roll out Drew Locke, and I think that would fit his style, too, where it's like, here, fake handoff to Bijan and just chuck it fucking deep to Drake London or Kyle Pitts. Right, <laughs> yeah. cork that um, off, baby. Yeah, I, I kind of think, like, the Russell Wilson one would be a perfect That'd be match great for them. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the, they're going to be in the market for quarterback. Ritter's going to be the backup. I'm fine cutting. Uh, I don't know if I'm... Yeah, Heineke I could probably cut. Ritter... God, he's like I want to cut him, but I don't you even do. own him. I don't even own him anywhere. That's how much I didn't like the guy. Um, and Woodside is terrible. So yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on Heineke and Ritter? 
Uh, I'll probably hold on to Ritter. I'm cutting Heineke. Okay. <laughs> this, it was a nice story when he was in Washington, almost beating the Bucks, and then you know he started and he had some value. And you talked about him quite a bit on this show. Like he's going to play at some point, and you're a thousand percent right. And then he played, and then he'd have some moments, and then he'd suck, and they'd go back to Ritter, and then Ritter would suck, and they'd go back to Heineke, and then Heineke sucked again, and they went back to Ritter. It's All like right. oh, you guys are both terrible. But yeah. Maybe just on the the upside, the youth of Desmond Ritter is the only reason he's going to hang around on my roster at all. Yeah, and it sounds like they're going to bring back Arthur Smith and this GM again. Gross. Like, I haven't heard any of the rumblings of that he's on the hot seat. Like, I could just see this being another mediocre season for them next year, so hopefully they Good can turn it around. Um, on the running back, so obviously Bijan top three dynasty running back Tyler Algier very solid running back Cordell Patterson free agent uh, practice squad Carlos Washington Jr. who I liked from preseason and I don't believe they have anybody on the IR so yeah um, Bijan and Algier very interested in keeping those guys right now Patterson I mean how old is he now he's 30 be, 33 yeah so um, Washington with Bill Belichick, lock it up. That's where Patterson's going to end up. Um, yeah, so just Bijan and Algier I want to hold on to. Patterson, deeper leagues I'll hold on to just to kind of see because he does – he could still play. Um, but shallow leagues I can cut Patterson. I think I'm going to just move it on from Patterson and open up the roster spot. Like, Yeah. Okay. We, didn't see, we didn't see much this year um, from him. You know, yeah, I think he had true. maybe one game. It was like, why is he scoring the touchdown? Son of a bitch. Right, right. <laughs> That's about it. So I'm good at 33 running back. You know, he's, he was a nice story two years ago. Um, maybe even last year he, he gave you some moments, but I'm good now. Yep. Wide receiver, super easy here. Drake London, everyone else is cut. Van Jefferson, Kadero Hodge, Scotty Miller, Mac Collins. Those guys are all free agents. They're all going to be gone. Don't want any of them. They're all terrible. Frank Darby, he's been there 17 years, it seems like. Chris Blair on their practice squad. Um, don't see anybody else in their IR. But honestly, yeah, it's, it's Drake London. That's it. You don't want anybody else. Yep. Tight ends. Kyle Pitts, Jonu Smith, John Fitzpatrick, Michael Pruitt. Um, Parker Hess on their practice squad. And Felipe Franks on and Josh Ali. I know Ali's a receiver. You don't want him anyways. Um, Felipe Franks on the IR. Pitts, you're keeping. Jonu Smith, I think he earned a roster spot, especially if he's staying with this team, which he is, not a free agent. Uh, the rest of those guys cut. There was once upon a time Felipe Franks was pretty interesting. Now we're good. Kind of like Albert O. Like. <laughs> yeah, Scott Connor tried to will that one to, into existence. And hey, you got to shoot work. your shot, man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I was impressed with Johnu this year. Like, when you and Adam do your spike week um, chart like you guys have done before, and yep. I bet you Johnu's on there three or four times. Well, I can tell you right now we got that. Uh, okay. Our guy Tom. I don't know how much interaction you've had with Tom, but Tom's been a Savage member since mm-hmm. feels like forever since day one. Uh, he's kind of that ice road trucker too. Like he goes up there, drives in super northern Canada trucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> but when he comes back, he's home for a good, you know, good few months at a time. So 
he's a, a spreadsheet savant, so he figured out a way to uh, to get the spike weeks updated during the season because it was just such a pain in the ass for me. So, okay. Tom's got him up. Let's go check out and see where Mr. Johnu Smith ranked <clears throat> through I mean, week 17. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top 12 tight end. So uh, total, his total score is combined score. Looks like he uh, came in at 17th. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty damn close. So he had three spike weeks and five above average consistent weeks where he was top top uh, sixteen or better. And the, does that count the those three weeks or is that eight weeks total? Uh, no, it, it counts in the the spike weeks. So five weeks total, he was usable. You know, gotcha. at the tight end position or above average at least as far as best ball goes. Yeah, I'm like who would have thought that going into the season? Right. So congratulations to John. He, did he was actually stuff. ahead of his teammate. Yeah. Which is shocking, but also not shocking coming from a, a Arthur Smith fucking offense. Kyle Pitts only spiked one time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're on the we're on the Atlanta Falcons. Let's talk about it. Kyle Pitts. What are what are your thoughts on him for dynasty? Needs a quarterback and uh, desperately needs Arthur Smith to go away. But uh, one so, of them may happen. <laughs> right. So let's say they do get Russell Wilson or Ryan Tannehill or Kirk Cousins. Are you still going to be in all in there on Kyle Pitts still as like a top 10 dynasty tight end? Top 10, yeah. Uh, but when you also say top 10, it's like not as sexy as you would think. Yeah, um, it, it should have been top one like two right. years ago. Right. I just updated my dynasty ranks uh, while I was watching the, the Washington game uh, okay. the other night. So Kyle Pitts comes in at tight end nine for me, the last of the tier two. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, he's just ahead of Dallas Goddard, Pat Fryermuth, TJ Hawkinson, because, I, like I said, the injury is, is highly concerning when you blow out your ACL right. and MCL in late okay. December. So, uh, okay. yeah, that's just kind of where he's at. But, you know, I'll take Evan Ingram above him, George Kittle, David Njoku, Mark Andrews, Kincaid, Kelsey, McBride, Laporta. All, all yeah, he's, he's fallen quite a bit for sure. Um I would I comfortable saying any first he can go even in like tight end premium leagues and two tight yeah. ends. Uh, Kyle Pitts was one of those guys where you know I loved the shit out of him, um, but when it got to nut cut, cutting time, uh, right before the trade deadline in uh, in a lineup league, uh, I wasn't starting him. I was starting uh, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, um, and then I started David Njoku. I also had him on the team. I traded Kyle Pitts almost literally straight up one for one for uh, for Mike Evans. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, in, in a lot of people from Mike Evans is, you know, any first kind of territory just because of the age. But, you know, that's where you're at with Kyle Pitts now. How do we roll Kyle Pitts into any first? I think it's pretty safe. Okay. Um, Kyle Pitts or Brock Bowers? I'll probably go Brock Bowers because of the hype. Um, Production-wise, though, they both could be terrible and lacking, right? We get we got so spoiled by rookie tight ends <laughs> lately that we think he's yeah. Just I mean, step it's in. this is two years in a row we've had rookie tight ends come in and just produce. Like, I think if Bowers lands in the right spot, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in on some Bowers at least in the right leagues. I'm, like, if it's just a 1.5 premium, you know, nothing special. I, I think the only difference is is uh, with. Like this year's tight ends, like Sam Laporta and Dalton Kincaid, they're at least Kincaid for that stretch. They were like difference makers at the tight end. 
the year before we were enthralled with the production we got from tight ends, but it was yeah. kind of unsuspected, right? Like Chig right. and Dolchich and Kate Otten and Daniel Bellinger. And yeah. then you saw what happened to almost all those guys universally this year. It was like they were yeah. invisible. Yeah, Trey McBride didn't do shit, and then he came right. in this year, and now he's a top five dynasty. Exactly. Um, so I think that's more the case of, like, when we look at rookie tight ends coming in, that's kind of what you need to expect. Like, you can like them, like a Trey McBride, but – you know, plan for year two or three at, at right. best. You know, don't draft them thinking they're going to do a lot. But with Brock Bowers, I think people are just going to go one for one. Like, he's going to be Sam Laporta level right. right out the gate, if not better. So I'll take Bowers over Pitts and then trade Bowers. In your dynasty ranks, will you have Bowers above Pitts then? So yeah, yeah, just okay. because market's probably going to reflect that pretty easily. Okay. Pitts burned so many people this year. Like, True. the stank is on him pretty good now. Okay. Um, quarterbacks for Carolina, Bryce Young, Andy Dalton, practice squad. Uh, they didn't have anybody, shockingly. Uh, injured reserve. And a lot of injuries. Uh, nobody there. So, yeah, it's just Bryce Young, Andy Dalton. Bryce Young, very awful first year for sure. Still like him, but it's going to depend on this coaching staff that they bring in for him. It sounds like um, Ben Johnson is probably who they want to target. So they're going to have to – if he gets with, with Ben Johnson, I'm going to give him a shot. Um, if somebody's right. selling cheap on him, I'll, I'll buy some Bryce Young. I just don't think Bryce Young is as bad as he showed. But as a number one overall pick, I've talked about it in the past, like you need to be able to – carry the team on your back and make them look better than what they are. Like he didn't do that. Trevor Lawrence didn't do that his first year either. So I'm hoping Bryce Young can improve, but it didn't look very good this year at all. Like I don't think he's ever going to be a top 12 dynasty quarterback. That's for sure. That's probably fair, a good assessment of it. Bryce Young, for me, is going to be one of my biggest buys at the quarterback position because mm-hmm. it was so bad, and he's so damn cheap for you know to go out and get because people are panicked on it. But this is a situation that could easily change. He didn't have shit for weapons. I mean, his best one was old yeah. man Adam Thielen, uh, who if they cut, they could save you know like $12 million against the cap. They have a significant amount of cap you know, they could go out and make a T Higgins play, one of these other good wide receivers. They don't have their first, but their uh their second round pick's gonna be what, <laughs> thirty thirty three <laughs> on the nuts. Yeah, right now they have um a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth from Tennessee, a fifth from forty ers and a sixth from Arizona. So they really don't have a whole lot of uh draft capital here for a but team. It's that a it's a out. great free agent wide receiver class and it's a great rookie deep so like pick 33 could be a pretty intriguing oh they're well they're gonna trade pick 33 because they they need some picks and that 33rd pick is always super valuable if they can move back five six seven spots whatever pick up another pick or two they're definitely gonna do it but they could still get an early day two wide receiver that would have some pretty Mm -hmm. good intrigue um mingo didn't really do shit this year yeah. Um, I didn't really like that pick, but hey, it is what it is. Um, but I think they could fix their weapons is the point. And I think if they fix their weapons and sure up the offensive line a little bit, Bryce Young could look much better in year two with mm-hmm. whatever coaching staff they decide to bring in. Yep. Uh, the Frank Reich hire was always like, the dude literally just got fired from Indianapolis for being fucking incompetent. <laughs> I think he's 
I think he just impressed in an interview. Like he can talk. He's a good talker. He's a good person. Yeah. Like he just, but he's probably better as a coordinator than he is a head coach. But even as a coordinator, yep. he's kind of fallen off too. I think um, as a coordinator, he would have been fine, right? Like he was really mm-hmm. good in Philly. Um, and then after they left, that offense fell fucking apart, and Carson Wentz fell apart. Um, right. I think he's a fantastic coordinator, kind of like Josh McDaniels. Like I think Josh McDaniels is actually a pretty competent offensive coordinator. He's just a terrible head coach, and I don't know why people keep giving him jobs yeah, as head coach. Right. Yeah, I think both of those guys are done for head coaching jobs. Um, all right, running backs on this team. Chuba Hubbard, Miles Sanders, Blackshear um, on the practice squad. Tariq Cohen is still there. I think he ended up tearing, a, tearing something or getting hurt in, in – but he's not on the IR, so maybe he came back. I don't know. Spencer Brown, uh, Mike Boone, they picked. They had three running backs on their fucking practice squad. No wonder why this team's dysfunctional. Um, and nobody on the uh, actual IR. So Chuba Hubbard was really good this year. He kind of took over that um, the lead back role from Miles Sanders, who was incompetent. Uh, but Sanders and, and Hubbard are both going to be back this year for whatever new regime. So at least they have two running backs that can play. Going to roster both of these guys this offseason. Uh, Blackshear, no thanks. And any of these other guys, no thanks. No thanks to any of them. Uh, roster and Chuba. But also wouldn't be opposed to moving them if somebody wanted to give me something good. Um, you know. Yeah, any second you can have easily. Sanders or Hubbard. Any third, I would just hold on to them personally. Any third for Sanders, I think I would move off of him too, but any fourth, he kind of falls in that Gibson territory, and, and people really despise him. He's RB59 on keep trade cut, and like that might be something where I go, I'll take some, you know, I'll send some Yeah, if force. I can get him as a throw-in or yeah, if throw I can in. buy him for yeah. a fourth, sure, I agree. Why not? Wide receivers, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Michael Strawn, Terrace Marshall Jr., Amir Smith-Marset. Cam Sims is on their practice squad. Uh, Jalen Camp, practice squad. IR receivers, LaVisca Chenault, Jonathan Mingo. Um, I believe that is it for the wide receiver. Oh, Derek Wright as well. Um, And then Chark's a free agent. Chenault's a free agent. Smith-Marset is a uh, restricted free agent. Uh, So I think Chark will be gone. Thielen, like you said, they could cut him and save some money. Probably should keep him, though, just so Bryce Young has something to throw to. Mingo, I really liked him, but I just think he wasn't ready for this big of a role. Um, so hopefully next year he comes back a little bit improved. This team's a little bit improved. Uh, maybe a new coach like Ben Johnson could get them on uh, the right track here. But, yeah, just Steelin, I'll keep. Mingo, I'll keep. Terrace Marshall can be cut. Smith-Marset, I like him, but he could probably be cut. Strong can get cut. DJ Chark is the one. He is a free agent, but he just didn't show very much this year outside of that one spike week in, like, week 16 or whatever it was. Um, somebody's going to sign Chark again. He's like in the Darnell Mooney range for me. Like we yep. talked about Slayton. Yep, he's uh he's lower than Slayton, but uh probably right with Darnell Mooney, right? Like right there mm-hmm. where you're just like, okay, 
he, he had an opportunity to have a massive role and put up numbers, and he just didn't do it. Adam right. Thielen, I still want to roster, um, but again, you know, you give me a second, he's yours. Third just kind of has to be good, and it might be one of those more like I'm on the clock, like who's who, mm-hmm. or, or you're on the clock, like who's available at this pick if I'm going to dump him for a third. Right. Um, Jonathan Mingo. Like, he didn't do a lot, but then I go and I look at it, and I'm like, well, he's damn near 500 yards. He got 85 targets. Um, He only caught half of them, you know, give or take (laughs) of those targets. But it was still a a better fantasy season, a better rookie season than, like, a Sky Moore had. And I think about how much value he carried into. I don't think Jonathan Mingo's going to carry the same amount of value Sky Moore did from year one to two. So I'm probably a little bit more interested in, in some Jonathan Mingo. Uh, that might be a guy where I might throw out a third, just a you know mid to late third as a feeler. Like, is mm-hmm. anybody that disgusted in them and and try to put them on my teams? But uh, not too exciting, but just a uh, you know a deep, gross roster move possibly. Where hey, maybe in year two he takes a little bit of a leap. And year one, I think statistically, is not going to be as bad as we think it was in our mind. Right. Okay. I, I think that's fair. Um, tight ends, Tommy Tremble, Stephen Sullivan, who is a restricted free agent, Ian Thomas, um, Hayden Hurst was on the IR, uh, Chris Pierce, Jordan Matthews is still in the league somehow. I'm sure you remember him from your Eagles days. Yeah, good Lord. Um, that's it for there. Honestly, Tremble would barely be one of the guys I would keep. The rest of these guys can all get cut. Tremble's like in that schoonmaker, like. Yeah, like, I love the potential. Like, I love what he is, but it just hasn't worked out. But if they do get Ben Johnson, like, he's made some some tight ends work. Like, Tremble could be a guy. Um, So we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, none of these guys um, I'm really too interested in at the moment. I think I'll throw a dart, like, at Hayden Hurst if he got cut or dropped. Yeah, I forgot about Hurst, yeah. You know that's that's probably about he it. He did it sign a decent uh, contract. So I mean that that the head injury thing is kind of worrying in the reports, right? Like yeah, you know where he might have to retire because of it, and you know. But I still throw a dart, right? And if he ends up retiring, okay. Yeah, you know. maybe that's a guy. Even if you have Hurst, like just off of all the stuff that we've seen and heard, uh, maybe just send him for any fourth and see if you can get a fourth before he retires. There you go. Yeah. Um. On to the Saints. Quarterbacks, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Jake Hayner. Um, anybody in the practice squad? No. And then on the IR, no. Um, so Derek Carr, your t- prototypical quarterback, too. Like, never going to be a quarterback one again. Quarterback two, barely. He's, like, just, like, in the middle of the road. Jameis Winston, I'd still hold on to Jameis in most of my leagues, see what happens this offseason. Does he finally move on from New Orleans? Um, I know, yeah, he is a free agent. And then Jake Hayner, I really liked coming into the season. Like That was one of those rookie quarterbacks I didn't mind taking a shot on. Obviously was suspended the first six games. I'll... I can cut him if I need to, but if I have, you know, a deep roster, I don't mind holding on to Jake Hayner. Yeah, I think Jake Hayner might be a decent, like, real deep stash. Yeah, if he's their backup cut. next year. Sounds like they're keeping Dennis Allen and the whole staff, so. Right. I'm pretty sure 
Uh, as much as people hate it, Derek Carr is going to be the quarterback, like you said. Um, oh, yeah, his contract is they're not going to be able to move on from him. Well, they're in salary cap hell, too, yeah. by the way, so they really can't afford to make those kind of dead cap moves. Um, so Jameis will probably be gone somewhere else, backup role. We want the potential starting somewhere else. So Jake Hayner might be a kind of a sneaky stash here because you've also mm-hmm. seen Carr just get his ass kicked this year. And yeah. For whatever reason, though, he played through it, and they refused to like play Jameis, so... I don't yeah. know if that's an indictment on Jameis or, you know, they just trust Carr that much. I have no idea what the, what yeah. the deal is. I mean, there. Carr's like a – he's just one of those warriors, man, that just is going to play through anything. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, running backs, Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller, holding on to all three of those guys right now. Um. James Robinson's on their practice squad. He's been cut and passed around about seven times this offseason or this season. Jordan Mims on their um, practice squad as well. And then anybody, Eno Benjamin, he tore his ACL like super early in the offseason last year. Um, Not interested in him anymore either. But Kamara, Williams, Kendra, I'll roster those guys. I'll begrudgingly roster Jamal Williams, but he's borderline like I could just move on from him. Yeah, like I wish... I, actually, I don't wish it, but like if he just would have stayed with Detroit, it would have been nice, but then we wouldn't have gotten David Montgomery. So. Right. Uh, Kendra, though, also made my list of like dudes just to sell. These year, these going into year two running backs who didn't do fuck all. I know he got injured. I loved him as a prospect, but like I'm just kind of good. Like I think if I could re-roll him into a third, I'd just take the third. Yeah, I agree with that. If I can get a third for him, I'd roll him. Uh, I was a bigger fan than you were, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> um so I definitely disappointed, but yeah, he had a ton of injuries. Came in with an injury. I'll I'm gonna write him a pass just because I like him, but I probably shouldn't. I uh, I don't know how big of how much more of a fan you were. I did have him as my RB three. So. That's right. That's I <laughs> had right. him. I had him RB three. Yeah, behind Gibbs and Bijan. Yes, I did. I, I had him, and then I had uh, HN. And uh, Adam was always mad at me because I had Charbonnet ranked so low, but I just didn't really care. Gotcha. I think I had Charbonnet fourth behind those guys. So, yeah, we were, we were on the Sh- same page. Charbonnet makes that list for me, too. Like, I don't see you unseating Kenneth Walker. And even when you did have the opportunity, you just you, you were like 50-50, right? He had one yeah. decent game versus Dallas and then didn't do anything in the other one. So, Oh, yeah. Like, we're get, we're getting the Seattle for sure. Yeah. Um, wide receivers here, Chris Olave. Rashid Shahid, A.T. Perry, Keith Kirkwood, Lynn Bowden Jr., um, Marquez Callaway, Shaquan Davis. Those guys are on the practice squad. Michael Thomas is on IR. I've heard Michael Thomas is probably going to be gone. Thank God. Like I don't, I don't want anything to do with Michael Thomas. Um, Shahid and Olave, definitely keeping those guys. A.T. Perry... I like what I've seen, but he's probably roster clogger. But I'll st- I still would like the roster him if I could. Kirkwood, Bowden, roster cloggers. Michael Thomas is honestly he's probably closer to the Darius Slate and Darnell Mooney range for me now. Like he's just a roster clogger, I think, or is very much trending towards that. I know he's probably gone. I'm just I'm banking on maybe he he was impressive in the early part of the season when he was healthy. Um, 
so like I still kind of want to keep him, kind of like you said with Darius Slayton. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's like fringe. I almost I almost cut him in a championship game for like Brandon Powell or some shit like right. that in a best ball league because I was like, oh, I just really can't pull the trigger. You know what I mean? I just really can't do it. He just seems like a knucklehead. Like in yeah, I don't know. Like and he's going to be. God, he's got to be close to. He is thirty right now. He'd be thirty-one going into next year. Like that's like the downslope of everybody's career. So, except Adam Thielen, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> At and least Joe, for the first like eight weeks. And Joe Flacco. And Joe All Flacco. right, tight ends. Um, Jawan Johnson, who really has come on strong here the last three weeks. Like if you had him in best ball the last three weeks, he probably helped you win your title. Um, Taysom Hill. Foster Moreau, Jimmy Graham. Uh, Jimmy Graham can get cut. Foster Moreau, cut. Juwan Johnson, Taysom Hill, I'd still be interested in. Michael Jacobson, Tommy Hudson on their uh, practice squad, and nobody on the IR. Um, yeah, so jo- Johnson and Taysom, I'm sure you can, you'll can. you be fine with keeping. I love Juwan Johnson going into the season, and I was buying him everywhere, and then I looked like an asshole for most of the season, but he was there when it counted. <laughs> right. And I'm waiting for Taysom Hill getting traded, for Den- tra- traded to Denver. <laughs> There you go, Taysom Hill in Denver. Let's go. Yeah, but yeah, I still roster Taysom Hill. But honestly, cut him. It wouldn't shock me if I woke up one day and saw, oh, Denver Broncos trade for Taysom Hill for a fifth round pick. Like it would not shock me at all. Zero. Um. All right, Tampa Bay, last team in the NFC South. Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, John Wolford as their quarterbacks. Uh, Practice squad. No quarterbacks there and none on the injured reserve. So Baker Mayfield, probably his best year along with that one he had in Cleveland where he took him to the playoffs. Uh, Baker Mayfield's been super impressive this year, so shout out to him. Kyle Trask, like we talked about, he's a solid backup. You could probably still hold on to him. Um, And John Wolford is just a guy. Baker Mayfield is, is a free agent, but there's mutual interest of uh, giving him a long-term deal. So I, I would assume Baker's going to be back here for Tampa. Yep, yep. I, uh, I like Baker. I moved him up quite a bit on my, my dynasty mm-hmm. ranks. Now I'm not crazy. Uh, it's still Baker. but Yeah, you know, he's still a quarterback too. Like he's yep. above Derek Carrs and Kenny Pickett's and stuff like that for me. He's above uh, Russ, Will, Will Levis, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones, like pretty solidly for me. Interesting. I don't know if I would take Cousins – or Cousins, I don't think I would do. Rogers, that one's close. But, yeah, he's probably in that range. It's funny that both those dudes are the Achilles guys, too. You know what I mean? And I fucking love Aaron Rodgers. So. <laughs> I know. You picked the Jets uh, for the Super Bowl, bet. God, yeah. And that's that's me my next year pick, too. Um, running backs, Rashad White. Hell of a season. A lot better than I ever thought he would be. Um, Chase Edmonds, Sean Tucker, and then on the uh, practice squad, Patrick Laird, uh, and that's it there. So Rashad White, man, hell of a season, really good. Uh, Chase Edmonds is a free agent. Sean Tucker had a couple plays this year but didn't do anything. Um, What are you doing with, like, Edmonds and Tucker? Edmonds is a cut. Uh, Don't care. Tucker is like deep roster. I will throw a dart at you 
um, mm-hmm. and and roster you, but you are literally like if something better comes along, I'm, I'm yeah, you're the first cut, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, Rashad White should be locked into another big role next year. Um, maybe they bring in a backup running back that's a little better than Chase Edmonds. Then maybe I'll yeah. have, be a little interest disinterested, not disinterested, but it'll move him down like a spot or two. But if they keep like if they just bring back this backfield, Chase Edmonds and Tucker, Rashad White, um, redraft top two rounds for me. He's probably a second round pick. Yeah, I got him up to uh, RB nine in my dynasty ranks. So. Wow, wow, that's I don't know if I'll have him that high, but that's that's very good for Rashad White for sure. Yeah, he was a a big fade for me. I missed on that one, huge, yeah. and uh, he smashed it out of the park. So. Well, I, I faded now. this entire offense. I'm like, yeah, Baker Mayfield, like, they don't really have a running game. Like, I faded Mike Evans hard. Like, this team was super impressive. This is probably one yep. of the most impressive teams. Um, wide receivers, Mike Evans, Godwin, Trey Palmer, David Moore, Devin Tompkins. Um, and then on their practice squad, Cephas Johnson the third and Ryan Miller, Rally Webb. None of those guys I've heard of. Raheem Jarrett ended up on IR. Russell Gage was out for the whole year on IR. Um, Mike Evans is a free agent. Devin Thompson's exclusive right. Um, so they'll probably have Russell Gage come back and just compete with like Trey Palmer to be the third. Um, Evans and Godwin you're keeping, obviously. Trey Palmer you're keeping. Russell Gage I cut, you know, once he tore his ACL, so if he comes back and we hear some good news, then maybe I'll pick him up, but I'm not carrying him through the offseason. So Evans, Godwin, Palmer, the only three I really want to roster right now. Right, and Palmer's probably the one I'd be most likely to, like, if somebody mm-hmm. wanted him, you know, especially for lineup leagues. Like, that's probably yeah. never going to be anything for me. This team's got a shit ton of cap space, too, so I don't know if yeah. they bring somebody else in to be that third wide receiver, too. That's a little bit more exciting. Right. I think they got to pay Mike Evans big money, though, too. They like, do. Uh, I don't think they can afford to lose him. But if Evans goes somewhere else, I'm super interested, too. Like, if he goes with a better quarterback, let's say um, the Jets whiff on Devontae Adams and then they go get Mike Evans instead, sign me up for some Mike Evans and Aaron Rodgers. Yep, yep, I could. They got they got a fair amount of cap, cap room, so this would be an yeah, exciting team going forward, too, on how they want to fill it out. Maybe yep. another offensive line piece, boost up the defense a little bit. Yep bring in baker another weapon or something along those lines absolutely that's that's also why i feel so good about baker i feel so good about rashad white it's like this offense at 24 is projected to be pretty damn good too yep um tight ends so Cade otten Payne durham co keeft uh david wells on their practice squad and i believe that is it oh tanner talula never heard of him um Cade otten is your typical tight end two He'll get you like two for 30, and then sometimes there's a touchdown in there. So he's one of those types. Payne Durham, co-keeped, I don't need to keep. Payne Durham is interesting for me. Um, oh, like these okay. deep best ball leagues, like I have a little bit of interest in Payne Durham. It's okay. Kate Otten and it's Payne Durham. I don't care about anybody else on that team, though. But Payne Durham also kind of falls in that Sean Tucker where like you could be the first cut too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, not very right, safe, right, right. but Otten was was good enough, um, but he wasn't like spectacular. You know, we talked about best ball weeks. Like he's the twenty second wide re- or mm. tight end, so back end tight end two ish. Right. Okay. Um. All right. On to our last division here. We'll try and wrap it up here quick. 
Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray, Clayton Toon, uh, practice squad quarterbacks. Uh, not seeing anybody on their practice squad. They did have Jeff Driscoll, but I think the Browns picked him up, and he's starting for the Browns randomly some this weekend. So, <laughs> so like, that notification go. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what? When did this happen? <laughs> like, too, when buddy. the hell did they get Jeff Driscoll? I thought he was on the Cardinals all year. It's like Jeff Driscoll still in the league. What the fuck? <laughs> right. I'm like, and he's on the Browns. Like, when did this happen? So they're going to have five quarterbacks start for them this year, which is insane, and they're going to be in the playoffs. Insane. All right. Anyways, uh, Kyler, I'm still holding on to probably uh, top 12 quarterback back end. Clayton Toon, we didn't have him on our quarterback rankings list. He didn't look good in his one start either. Um, I could be fine cutting Clayton Toon. I think I'd be fine with it. Um, If I had a deep enough, though, you know, and you could fit him in and there wasn't any better choices, yeah, maybe maybe something happens to Kyler and all of a sudden you – you got a starting quarterback. That's about the best I could say. Right. Running backs, pretty easy here. James Conner, I'm keeping. Michael Carter hits, came in and looked pretty good with them. I'll keep him. Amari DiMercato looked pretty good in some spots this year for them too. I like him. Uh, practice squad running backs, Corey Clement, Tony Jones, just guys. They can be cut. Um, Marlon Mack tore his ACL before the season started. He should be on your waivers everywhere already i'm with you i'll keep those top three guys mm-hmm. um you made me a good offer on the the backups the carter or the d mercado by by all means like you give me a third you can have them um, yeah, james connor sure. probably gonna be a pretty big buy uh i think Absolutely. this offense could be pretty <clears throat> awesome uh heading into uh 24 when they get mm-hmm. a stud marvin harrison or malik neighbors or whatever they decide to do there yeah. so trey mcbride really emerged uh yeah I think I uh, Connor buy does some James Connor for my contenders in twenty four. Yeah, he does end up missing like a month every season, but still comes and finishes strong. It's like happened every year of his career. Yeah. So I definitely am interested in Arizona's uh, backups for sure, just because of that. Um, and then yeah, I talked about that wide receivers here. Um, exclusive rights free agent Dorch and Hollywood Brown is a unrestricted free agent. So Hollywood there, Dorch I just mentioned, Michael Wilson, Rondale Moore, Zach Pascal, um, Dan Chisna, uh, Jeff Smith, most common name ever, Caden Davis, and Andre Baselia on their practice squad. And not seeing anybody on the IR other than Hollywood. Okay, so... Hollywood, we'll see if he ends up re-signing back here or not. I would hope he does um, for his sake. Otherwise, I don't know too many other spots where Hollywood could go to be like the de facto number one. So hopefully um, Hollywood stays on here. Michael Wilson I really liked this season. Um, I don't have his stats in front of me. Uh, but man, he—I thought he—he he showed up pretty good. He did get injured there at the end. Otherwise, I think his stats would have been a little bit better. Uh, Greg Dorch, man, that guy just played his ass off this year. Um, he, like the first seven to eight weeks of the season, he was like inactive or was didn't play. But when he got his chance, man, with some injuries, Dorch really came and played. So Dorch is somebody I definitely want to keep rostering. Rondale Moore. He's in the Darnell Mooney, Darius Slayton range. He's borderline roster clogger. Zach Pascal was a roster clogger six years ago. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Hollywood, I think he's probably better if he moves on and goes as a number two, or if he does resign here to be the number two to whoever they bring in. Michael Wilson, I have some interest in, even in lineup leagues. Uh, the rest of the dudes are best ball only, and I will have interest in Dorch and possibly Rondo more, but they're more bottom of the, the roster type wide receivers. Yep. Okay. Um, tight ends. Trey McBride, like we talked about earlier, probably a top five dynasty tight end now. Elijah Higgins, he showed some promise, uh, was a rookie that I know Scott liked a lot. He finally got to play here at the end. Tight, um, start two tight end leagues, 1.75. Yeah, I'll roster Higgins, but outside of that, I can let him go. Uh, Travis Vokalek, Blake Whitehart. Uh, they had Jeff Swain there for a little bit. He was on IR. Um None of those guys I'm interested in. I just want to keep McBride and Higgins in some deeper leagues. Uh, like the lineup uh, the lineup leagues with two tight ends or a big tight end premium, yeah. Uh, Elijah mm-hmm. Higgins, you should roster. Uh, best ball leagues, as long as you got like 30 roster spots or more, I'll, I'll roster. I don't even care what the tight end premium is or if it's too tight end. I like what I saw from Elijah Higgins. So right. it's probably one of the exceptions I'll make at the tight end position where it's like, if you're a backup, I don't really care about you. I'd care. Right. Okay. Um, 49ers now. So quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, Brandon Allen. Darnold and Allen are free agents, so we'll see if those guys come back or not. Maybe they pick up Mac Jones in a trade to be the backup. Who knows? Um, and nobody on the IR. Let's uh, speak it into existence, Eric. Let's do it. Right. Um, so Brock Purdy, you have him in your top five dynasty quarterbacks? Uh, not top five, but he's up there. <laughs> right. I got him at 16. Wow, I have him, I think, at 9 or 10. Okay, I can so see that's it. where I had him. Uh, I think that's just your bias coming in on Purdy a little bit. I think it's also the uh, multiple interception games that I've seen out of Brock Purdy. So, Yeah. There's a floor, people. There's a floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's a shitty one, too. I mean, all those people who are relying on him in the semis, how'd that go for him? Yeah, he was uh, leading the MVP race, and then he wasn't. So just just saying, <laughs> but sixteen, he's still ahead of like Bryce Young, uh, but yeah. behind Jordan Love, behind Deshaun Watson, who I think we see with Joe Flacco in this offense, and we know Watson's going to be the quarterback, right? People are like, I don't know how you could give Watson as, the ball. <laughs> well, as a Browns fan, I would take Purdy over Watson. Okay, okay, I still like Deshaun Watson, so I got him up. If you want, no, so do I. But, fine, but um, yeah, I would I would take Purdy over him. Two of Fields, Dak. A rich Trevor Lawrence, like all those guys. Um, running back, uh, they have this Christian McCaffrey guy. I'm He's guessing, pretty good. Huh? Are you gonna cut him off this off season? Yeah, I'll probably just you know five <laughs> times catch it up. Yeah. He's got that um, calf injury. Like it's yeah. Done. Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason are the backups. Um, on the practice squad, Tyrion Davis Price, who hasn't done a fuck all. And Jeremy McNichols. Um, I think Elijah Mitchell and Mason I'll still carry. But other than that, those guys, the other guys can go. Tyrion Davis-Price just hasn't done anything bad. Another bad Kyle Shanahan running back pick. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Uh, I'll carry Elijah Mitchell and Mason, but I'm, like, not too thrilled about it. I think they're just kind of bodies. 
Um, it just seems like they've fallen out of favor, and even when they get a whole lot of opportunity, unless Mason for that one game when he got a lot of fourth quarter run looked pretty good there for a bit. But yeah, uh, hard pass, TDP really hasn't done shit. Like, kind of feels like yeah. Jason Corbin, right? <laughs> right. Whoever they have, though, you're going to want a roster because we've seen what these guys can do. So right. I'll be interested for sure. Um, wide receivers here, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, you're keeping those guys. Um, they have Ronnie Bell, Chris Conley, Jawan Jennings on the active roster, Willie Sneed on the practice squad, and nobody on the – oh, Danny Gray. Uh, I forgot he was still there. Ray Ray McLeod's still there too. Um, and then Jawan Jennings is a free agent restricted. Conley, Ray Ray are unrestricted free agents. Um I think it's Debo, it's Ayuk. I think the rest I can cut. I like Ronnie Bell, but that would be a really deep league. I'd be able to keep him. Shallow leagues, I'm not keeping Ronnie Bell. But only Ayuk and Debo are the only ones I really want to carry right now. Line up Ayuk and Debo. Best ball, I will be rostering Jawan Jennings, especially if he comes back, just because he does have moments. And they seem to like him, too. He's a good blocker. Um, and occasionally, you know, he'll put up 50 yards and maybe a touchdown, if you're lucky. Uh, the rest of those guys probably pass, but I do have an affinity for Ronnie Bell, so in deep best ball leagues, you'll you'll see me with a lot of Ronnie Bell at the end of my rosters. Okay, I can get with that. Um, tight ends here, George Kittle, Charlie Warner, Ross Dwelly, Braden Willis, Cameron Latu, who they drafted, uh, ended up on IR, Jake Tongs, Tongs, whatever the hell you say it. Um, not interested in anybody outside of Kittle, the rest of these guys below. Yeah, they're all terrible outside of George Kittle. Yeah, easy. All right, Seahawks now. Quarterbacks we talked about earlier with Geno Smith, Drew Locke there right now. And then um, practice squad, quarterbacks, uh, Sean Mannion. That was the one that they had. He's been around the league for a while. Not somebody you're rostering. Uh, but we've talked about Geno and Drew Locke. We're both going to carry them this offseason for sure. Yep, both of those guys solid. Solid guys carrying line on poor best ball. And, Lo- and Locke is a unrestricted free agent, so I think he was going to be somebody that um, could be highly coveted this offseason. Let's go. Running backs, Ken Walker, Zach Charbonnet, DJ Dallas, Kenny McIntosh. Um, practice squad running backs, Bryant Kobach. And anybody on the IR currently? No. So Ken Walker I still really like. Chardonnay, like you talked about, wasn't like that great of a season. Um, even when he had the opportunities, they were tougher matchups, but he didn't um, put up Ken Walker type numbers. I'm still interested in both those guys. I'm going to hold on to them. DJ Dallas, Kenny McIntosh. If I had to pick, it'd be McIntosh just because he is the unknown. We didn't really get to see him play. Uh, DJ Dallas, I have seen play. He's just a guy. So don't have to carry those guys personally. Um, Walker and Charbonnet, I'll keep, though. Yeah, I'd definitely keep Kenneth Walker. Um, I think he's kind of solidified his role, and you see how explosive he is and you know mm-hmm. how much they do rely on him in the running game. Charbonnet, you can take him for a third if you want. Um, but Ooh, if, okay. it's, if it's not that, then fine. You know, I'm like I'll look, roster him. I'm going to look at our leagues and see if you got Charbonnet. I'll give for you a sure. third. Hey, you, want a, you want a special one here, right? Charbonnet. Wasn't hurt, right? Or played most of the year. I think he missed one game outside the bye. Yeah. Uh, where he wasn't active. 
Um, he's got the same amount, or he shows up on the same amount of consistent weeks and spike weeks as uh, Latavius Murray, Di Mercado, Clyde edwards Yeah. Josh Kelly, Chase Brown. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a great first year for Charbonnet. Right. Definitely get that. Like, yeah, I'm just good more. with him. Like, you give me a third, I'll move on. Okay. I can, I can see your point. I can also see thinking, man, he's got a lot more talent, and I could buy him. So maybe a, a good offseason um, yeah, could change things. We'll see. Uh, wide receivers there, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, JSN, Jake Bobo, Derek Young, um, Aesop Winston, Cody Thompson, Cade Johnson, Cody White. Those guys are all on the practice squad. D. Eskridge ended up on IR for the year. I mean, Metcalf, Lockett, JSN, you're keeping. Those guys are all top dynasty receivers. Jake Bobo showed a little bit this year. Uh, I like him. I think he's probably, though, in the Slayton-Mooney range, probably below that. So you could cut Bobo. I could see it. But my deeper leagues, I'll, I'll hang on to him. If there's an injury, I think he can fill in for one of these guys. I think my uh, my deeper best ball leagues, yeah. Like Jake yeah. Bobo would be interesting. Lineup, no chance. Um, but maybe he gets a bigger role, too. It did kind of look like Tyler Lockett starting to uh, – the dusty label starting to catch up, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just wasn't a Tyler Lockett type season. Um, but I think even if it's not a Tyler Lockett type season, I think that just means more for JSN. Yeah, and late September next year, Tyler Lockett will be 32. So he's getting up there for right. sure. Um, tight ends. This is one of our three, four-way fuckfest tight end spots. Noah Fant, Will Disley, Colby Parkinson, Brady Russell, um, Nobody or Tyler Mabry on the practice squad. So the only one I want to carry right now is Fant. Parkinson is a free agent. I've always liked Parkinson. Like I like the way he plays the game. I think he can be used a lot better than what he has been. Um, so if he goes somewhere to be a tight end two on a team, I have a little bit interest in, interest in Parkinson. Where I think if an injury happened and he had to start, like he could. He could do some damage. Um, but am I carrying him in the offseason? It would have to be a special league. Start two tight ends, 1.75 or two-point tight end premium. That would probably be the only spot I would keep him, but other than that, he can go. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Special tight end leagues, deep ones, yes. Uh, Noah Fant is the only guy I really want, and even then it's just like, uh kind of good yeah but the only thing i hold out on with noah fant is you know he's a super athlete uh ridiculous athlete so maybe it's like this david and joku career path you know where it's like this late late breakout where we finally get to see it yeah maybe all right last team the saint or st louis rams so la rams matt stafford at quarterback uh, Carson Wentz is the backup who is going to start this week, so I'm interested to see that. Um, practice squad, somebody named Dresser Wynn. Fantastic name. And Stetson Bennett ended on IR. Don't know what the hell happened there. No one really has seen or heard anything what happened to Stetson Bennett this year. Um, so Stafford, you're keeping, obviously. Wentz. Think he's going to be a backup. We he wasn't on any of our top twenty lists, 
So that's kind of what we think of Carson Wentz. Not very good, but would you roster him this offseason? It all depends on this week, don't it? If he comes out and he shows pretty solidly, um, Mm -hmm. pretty competently uh, in this Rams offense this week while he gets an opportunity to start, I know it's kind of a meaningless game for them. That's why he's playing. But if he plays well, I'll be interested in rostering Carson Wentz as a potential backup for some situation going into uh, going into the future. Uh, mm-hmm. If he comes out and he looks horrible, then there was a reason he sat as a free agent forever. I do, um, I do like this situation for him. Like if he can, Baker Mayfield did this last year. <laughs> yeah, like if he can revive this shit, man. Yeah, like if he starts this week and does and does solid and you know, Sean McVay is a very, very good coach. So if he can keep Carson Wentz on the straight path here and maybe resurrect his career a little bit, I could definitely see holding on to Carson Wentz. So uh, if he's available in your leagues, I would definitely pick him up. I think the, the closest race for all the major awards, right, is is coach of the year. Like who gets it and between me it's between McVay and it's between Stefanski. And I don't know which one you would you would roll out and go with. <laughs> Both of them I have mean, pretty strong cases for right. Yeah, I mean everyone had. I I personally had the Rams dead last because their defense was awful, and their defense the, has actually been really good. During the draft stream, the talk was like every pick that they made, right? That would definitely tank it for Caleb Williams. Like you look at yeah. Keaton in L.A., right? That's where yep. we thought heading into the season, and yeah. And, and here are we are, the they're a fucking playoff team. The, they're, resting, they're resting fucking starters for the playoffs, man. And Whoa. then Stefanski, obviously, you know, you just said they're going to start their fifth fucking quarterback and yeah. locked and into a playoff. No team in this in the NFL era has made the playoffs and started four different quarterbacks. Now we're going to start five, and we're making the fucking playoffs. <laughs> what go. a time to be alive. Setting the record higher. Uh, running backs, Kyron Williams, man. He definitely my, like... I don't want to say fantasy crush, but, like, the things that he did this year, man, nobody ever thought they'd see this from Kyron Williams. You can say it. I mean, with uh, with ADP, right? Like, he's the fantasy MVP if you take ADP into consideration. And I, I, you know, Scott laughed at me. We can go back and listen to the last year's version of this and the preseason version of this where I talked about Kyron Williams. And I always talked about that Adam Schefter tweet. Before that Rams opening game against, uh, I think it was Buffalo when they after they won the Super Bowl, uh, Kyron Williams was going to be a big part of this team, um, and then he got injured that first week, and that first year was kind of a bust. And I've always remembered that, and I've always like kept Kyron. I've seen, I've seen people drop Kyron Williams like um, in the off season. This past off season, I picked him right up, so that obviously picked you know got me some fantasy championships this year. Yeah, um, he's going to be a redraft back end of the first, second-round pick for sure, early here, second. Here was the big problem. I had Kyron Williams rostered heading into week one on a lot of spots, a lot of spots, uh, running with that Scott Connor in the RB on a 53 mm-hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. The problem is the person I do a podcast with every single week is the biggest Cam Akers stand there is, right? So yeah. I just get this shit pounded in my head. You got to make those final roster cutdowns right before the season starts, so you can set your fucking lineups. So Kyron ends up being the cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh boy, that, that did was... you want that shit back everywhere? Yeah, that that might be one of your biggest regrets in life, right there. Yeah, but I did. Uh, I did name him. 
you know, as a huge sell for me in this offseason. Interesting. I would probably be buying him because... Now, the question is, would you be buying at his current price of RV7? Depends on what they're, you know, going for. Like, I would be comfortable. I mean, I know it's not great buying running backs for first, but 111, 112, I I mean, yeah, there's going to be some decent receivers there. There's definitely not going to be running backs there. His, I price, would be... his price right now before draft picks go up, though, is like mm-hmm. the 106. Yeah, I'm not paying that. But if yeah. somebody, if I can buy them for a 111, 112, maybe 110, I can get behind that. I'm with you. I would, I would like to take the shot on Kyron Williams for a late-ish first in this class. Um, yeah. But his price right now, before these draft picks even rise, like a mid first, is behind him on keep trade cut. Uh, an early twenty five potential first is is just barely ahead of him, right? So that's kind of the range that you're looking okay. at, where it's like. Dude, that feels too steep okay. for it. We've seen these guys. I'm not saying it's going to be him. He could break the mold easily, and I'm yeah. with you. What he did this year was special. You love what uh, – I'm not knocking him anymore. I love what I saw on the field. The whole athleticism thing from the combine goes out the window. The guy produced, and it's in a Sean McVay offense. But a lot of that's driving his value to a point where I go, oh, man, there's some risks here, right? Like I've seen James Robinson come off an RB3 overall season and just fucking disappear into the abyss right, right. forever. I watched Elijah, Elijah Mitchell with, uh, with yeah. the San Francisco in a great offense and a Shanahan offense have a dynamite season out of nowhere and then just, like, gone. So yeah. we've seen this shit. Zonovan Knight had some moments, and then he's just dust, and we're talking, yeah. like, would you roster him? I don't know. Yeah, I – I was alive when Steve Slayton did that. Oh, boy. Yes. And uh, Dominic Davis for Houston as well. The only one for me recently that's broken that mold and, like, I'm I'm just done talking about draft capital potential has been Isaiah Pacheco because now I've seen right. it for, for multiple years and it doesn't feel like he's going anywhere, like, with, yeah. that, with that Chiefs team. That feels like that's their dude, so – if you just have one, like it usually takes two for me to kind of buy in, and, and people gotcha. are already bought in all over the place. Right, the good feels on Kyron are out there. So Ky- Kyron is how I feel about how you feel about Pacheco. Okay. I think he, I think he is their dude, their guy. They like him a lot, so that's how I, I'm in viewing Kyron. If I had to do dynasty ranks, I, I'm probably having him in my top seven or eight for running backs. Like keep trade cut ass. So that's fine. Uh, other running backs, Ronnie Rivers, Royce Freeman, Zach Evans, um, and nobody on the practice squad and nobody on the injured reserve. So, I mean, Ronnie Rivers, Royce Freeman. Ronnie Rivers is an exclusive rights free agent. Ronnie Rivers, I think, is who they like as their backup. He did miss like half the season there, but he came back and was the backup. So if I'm rostering somebody, it's Ronnie Rivers. I bet you they try and bring in another guy this offseason. Zach Evans, they drafted, so they're probably going to keep him. Royce Freeman probably is gone. I have no interest in rostering Zach Evans just about anywhere. Like It's an easy yeah, cut same. for me. Yep. Uh, Ronnie Rivers, I'll roster in, unless they do something to tell me that I shouldn't roster Ronnie exactly. Rivers. You know, yep. They draft another guy or whatever, or they bring somebody else in. Yep. Wide receivers, uh, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, 
obviously top uh, dynasty receivers. Demarcus Robinson, he is a free agent. I would love for him to stay with the Rams and be their three, but if somebody comes calling with a big contract because of the year he's had, like he's going to probably take it. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Rostering all three of those. Tutu Atwell, I'm only interested in him in best ball. I don't really want to roster him in lineup leagues. And then the rest of these guys can be cuts. Tyler Johnson, Ben Skoranek, Austin Trammell, um, and nobody. Oh, Xavier Smith, never heard of him on the uh, uh, practice squad. I'm with you. Puka definitely making his case as a top 12 dynasty wide receiver mm-hmm. range uh, for a lot of people. Cooper Cup, the age thing is going to come in, and there's times he kind of looked dusty and out of it, but he still produces. Uh, yep. So you're still going to rank him you know, fairly highly. In, uh, in ranks to Marcus Robinson, I'm with you. I'd love to see him come back. If he went somewhere else, I wouldn't be as interested in rostering him uh, just because mm-hmm. he kind of bounced around. But uh, And Tutu is a best ball only kind of roster player for yep. me. Then tight ends quickly, Tyler Higby, he'll still be back with the team. Davis Allen showed off in that one game where he um, everybody got hurt and then he had to pretty much play the whole game. I think it was the Buffalo game or Baltimore game. Maybe it was Baltimore game. Um, he looked really good. Um, fifth round pick. I think they're going to value him quite highly. So in tight end premium, high, high tight end premiums, start two tight ends. Davis Allen, I'll keep. Bryson Hopkins, no thanks. Hunter Long, no thanks. Tyler Higby, you keep him. Bryson Hopkins is a free agent. Didn't really care about him ever. He showed mm. out maybe in a playoff game one time, and that was about it. Uh, yeah. And I'm with you, Davis Allen. Uh, I like what I saw. So in best ball yep. like this, I just throw shit at the wall at tight end. Even if it's not a big premium, I'll roster him. Um, and then lineup leagues for him, it's got to be a pretty good tight end premium. Start two tight end for me to, to keep him in my lineup leagues. Okay. All right. America's favorite game, then we'll get the hell out of here. Hell yeah. Two, uh, this is is this the longest podcast you and I have had? We've never had a marathon. Uh, oh, yeah. Geez, two and a half hours again. Sorry, guys. But it's also with the hey, backup quarterback thing. and This is uh, what the degenerates love, though, right? Like this the YouTube true. goes nuts in the comments for this kind of shit. <laughs> right, right. All right. Um, I didn't really have anything, um, but we'll do this. What is your favorite restaurant, like a uh, place to eat? Like, Ooh. not fast food, but like a restaurant type place, so, you know, like Applebee's or something like that. Does it have to be like a national chain, or can I go with uh, some local um, favorites? Let's do national chain because everybody will know those, but you can give local chains too okay. if you want. Not well, if I'm going to the favorite one I've ever eaten at, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the Heart Attack Grill in Las okay. Vegas. Oh, right. okay. You ever gone there? I, and no, no Barry has, so Barry's going to appreciate this. I watched the video of Barry getting spanked there. <laughs> oh, okay. I, yeah, where didn't Snooky spank him or some shit? Yeah, well, she, kinda, she probably looked like Snooky. I don't think she's that down on her luck. But <laughs> okay. So essentially what you do is it's this place. You go in, and uh, all the, the waitresses are wearing nurse outfits. Uh, you got to put on, a, what do they call that, a, a, a gown, hospital oh, okay. gown. Uh, everything naked they, underneath? Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> but everything they cook for the burgers is is fried in lard, right? Uh, they don't shit. have a salad bar. They have a French fry bar. 
Uh, if you weigh over 350 pounds, I believe, you eat for free. Uh, so. Holy shit. <laughs> what, are they trying to kill people? Yeah, well, their burgers are called, like, bypass, double bypass, triple bypass. Holy fuck. Um, and if you don't finish your, uh, don't finish your meal, you get, uh, you get spanked. And, uh, if you finish anything more than a triple bypass burger, you get, uh, wheeled out in a wheelchair by one of the nurses. So it's a, you it's get a, the banger. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> that's not on the menu. Damn. I don't think so. It is Vegas. <laughs> so, you might be able to ask her. I mean, just look on the ground and find a flyer if you really need to, like, or one of the <laughs> cabs go by with the call number, I guess. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, any other ones that you liked or local ones? Or? Locally here, we got an Italian restaurant, Vinny Venucci's, that I just absolutely love. Love eating there every time I eat there. It's... What about the Bada Bing? <laughs> Forget about it. They got they got they got good chicken wing deals at the That's Bada Bing. <laughs> uh, like a national chain. Um, man, I'm a big Texas Roadhouse guy. Yeah, about steaks uh, and rolls. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I uh, that was one I was gonna mention was Texas Roadhouse is mine. Those rolls with the cinnamon butter, fuck yeah, money, yeah. Money. Um, I, usually I got a burger there, but then on weekends they have um, prime rib there, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I, I, stuff, I I'll dude. get a prime rib. Um, there is a local um, spot here. And the name is slipping my mind, but they're known for their prime rib. And they have a queen and king size. I forget how big the king size is, but this fucker, if you're looking on YouTube, is like this thick. Sign me and, up, man. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm in fucking heaven. So it's I like get, an inch and a half cut. Yeah, like I get that. I'm, I'm in heaven there. Uh, so I like that place. Um, trying to think of some. There's a. Um, one called BJ's here too. I don't, I don't know if that's a main restaurant one or not. I've seen it in other places. It's not just Ohio, uh, but they have really good food there. I like the eating there. They got you know all your kinds of burgers, uh, pizza, all that kind of stuff. So that that place is really good. Um, I don't know if you really consider them a restaurant, but if you go into Pizza Hut and eat there, those are always good too. <laughs> oh, Red Robin! I gotta mention Red Robin. Red Robin's. Oh, you and my uh, my seven year old, she loves Red Robin, man. Oh yeah, Red Robin is fucking. Great. She just likes it because she gets a balloon when we go in, or when she orders, she loves the mac and cheese, so that's what she gets all. Oh time. okay, yeah, they have really good burgers there, so I like their burgers. I get their um, uh, I get their fondue burger because we eat at Red Robin a lot because okay. you know. That's what happens when you're a dad. <laughs> just keep right. to your kids, and you just do it so they shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I yeah, I like their burgers a lot. Um, I always get the um, garlic fries with the garlic and 100%. parmesan on. Oh, those are so good too. And then here, I'll tell you a fat secret. All right. Then Ooh, you ask for fat the secret. You ask for the fondue sauce on the side so you can dip your fries in the cheese sauce. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and then you got to get the bottomless root beer float cuz, you know. Oh, root beer floats. You're now you're speaking my language. Then you go into a coma when you get home. <laughs> I don't I've never tried their root beer floats, but I will next good. time. I will next the, time. The bottomless one. Like they tried to skimp on it, right? But, you know, you make it your mission. 
Exactly. All right. I will do that next time and report back. So that's right. good. Let's go. All right. So that is it for this uh, audio book of America's game this week. Uh, this is going to be a big file. I've sent it over to Christian. To... <laughs> yeah. Sorry again, Christian, but he'll get over it. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm going to start the off season content coming up here soon. Uh, do have some good plans for it. Not going to really uh, announce those yet, but I, th- I think I have some good ideas that will uh, help out everybody. We'll do some rankings and some uh, prospect stuff and, and all that. So it'll be helpful for everybody during the offseason. So stay tuned for that. We're not going to go anywhere. We'll be here every single week like we normally are. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, comments on YouTube. If you want to comment on YouTube, like I saw the backup quarterback ranks, if you guys want to hear about something, comment on YouTube on the um, America's Game video, and I'll uh, try and you know meet any accommodations that you guys have. So uh, lots of good stuff coming from South Harmon this offseason as well. We've got some good stuff coming on the horizon, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, at Eric Vanek NFL, at America's Game Pod on Twitter, at South Harmon FF on Twitter and YouTube. Follow us there, like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff for us. Um, anything you got, Mike, before we sign out? Uh, man, uh, just look forward to what South Harmon is going to do in 24. And I can tell you guys, uh, definitely coming up, uh, it is four months away plus at this point. But, uh, if you think this is fun, these podcasts, these long ones, come check out the draft stream that Seldon yeah. is going to do. Right? We get Eric and myself. And, uh, I'll actually Adam get on. the link this time. It'll be nice. <laughs> You'll actually be able to get on your first ever draft stream. We'll freak yeah, out. Uh, yeah, it'll be great. We'll probably get uh, we'll get Fizzle on. Maybe we'll get a little scurvy Adam action going. Uh, uh, we really got to put him on. We'll get oh, some Koopa with his headset. Yeah. Who knows? Who else we might get on for yeah, guests? We'll get, get some guests. Maybe Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Pat McAfee, maybe he'll skip his draft stream, come on ours. I might have you. I mean, you're, you live right around the, the Cleveland-Canton area, too. I, I got some, some people I'll have you pick up. Maybe there you go. Get, get them a little live stream from, from there. Um, that'll be sweet. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, draft stream, I'm looking forward to it. Keep that in mind. For, I mean, it's, it's four and a half months away plus. But Yeah, we'll have some more stuff to uh, announce yeah. for that when it comes time. So it'll be cool. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. All right, guys, that is it for episode number 23 of this audiobook. Thank you if you made it this far. Appreciate you guys all very much, and we'll see you next week for episode 24. Have a good one. See you.